Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 109th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these, right here, are the Chronicles of Fangs Out. It is I, the bearded broy Jamie, and joining me, as always, as always, is this handsome fella over here. Yes. It's the Scotsman Tom. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit it! Hi there. You're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Mann. Hey, guys. My name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. How's it going? This is Mikey from Fangs Out. This is Ben from Fangs Out, and you're listening to the Chronicle Podcast Week. With Jamie and Tom. There aren't many playgrounds made for adults. It's weird how it's called ass hair, but pubes at the front. So why is it not just ass pubes? Swimming water and shampoo, conditioner, and Jesus might be my favourite thing I've ever heard in my life. This week, we are joined by Fangs Out. Fangs Out are a four-piece hardcore punk band from the greatest region of the United Kingdom, right here in the West Midlands. We are joined by vocalist Mikey White and guitarist Ben Swash, joining us to talk all about the band's latest EP, The Humour in Hell, and so much more. This is an absolute doozy, boys and girls. This is a great interview. Uh, It was an absolute pleasure uh, to have them both on the show. So thank you so much, guys, for coming on. We've graciously appreciated. Huge shout out to Holly from As Good As Gold uh, for setting this bad boy up as well. So it's much appreciated. We thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Um, as the only non-West Midlander in this interview, um, it's most certainly not the greatest region um, in uh, in all of, the, of England because there isn't a great region. So let's be quite honest. None of it well, is great at all in any way, shape or form. Um, but so, uh, I just, of course, I just <laughs> in every way, shape, or form. Um, I had, I, I don't actually hate the Midlands at all. I just thought it'd be funny to have a bit of a rib, um, uh, because I'm miles away from all of you and nobody can get me, so it's fine. Uh, but uh, Fangs Out are an absolutely phenomenal band. They just, you just need to go and check them out like right now. Um, as I said, well, as you'll hear, should I say, in the interview. Um, I talk about how when I listened to the EP, I was like, oh my God, these guys are fantastic. I went back to everything else they'd already done. So hopefully that'll be exactly the same for all of you guys too. Um, Mikey and Ben were absolutely wonderful, lovely human beings. And this is a great interview for you. Uh, I hope you all enjoy. So Jamie. Yes, sir. Do you, and yeah, I'm talking to you, have any final words at all? Just a massive thank you to the boys for taking the time out of their busy schedule to sit and chat with us and talk all about their wonderful career so far. I see huge things on the horizons for these boys. So everyone enjoy and go listen to their music now. Well, after listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week. It's Fangs Out Right, let's get this little introduction out of the way and we shall crack on. 
Ladies and gents, on this show, we sometimes like to bring you the best and brightest new talent to listen to. And where's the best place to look? I'll tell you where. It's right here where I am in the West Midlands, baby. Today, we are joined by two members of a band who have just released their most recent EP, The Humour in Hell. Contrary to what you may have heard on the internet, they sound nothing like Slipknot or Linkin Park. Boys and girls, theys and thems, join us as we welcome in Mikey White and Ben Swash as we bring you the chronicles of Fangs Out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest, yeah. I stole that Slipknot Linkin Park thing from another interview. I think it was you, Mikey, did. And yeah, it had yeah. me in fucking stitches. I was like, that's going in. <laughs> no worries, mate. You can have it. You can have it. You shouldn't have said that. I want to let you have it. Um, no, we're good. We're good. Thank you, boys. How are you both? You both all right? Yeah, yeah, good. Really, Excellent. really good. Um, I mean, we should probably go straight in with some real hard hitting shit. I mean, how was the last few years been for you with the pandemic and everything, and the music scene being shut down, the world being shut down? Um, it wasn't great. Uh, we so basically we started after we released our first single, like what three weeks before the fucking world shut down. So literally um, it was it was a, it, literally like, week. Here's the single. Lock your doors and stay in. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. it it was the worst time in ever, man. Like we were just just recording an EP, and we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go out and play shows and all this shit." First single, and it was like everyone else was looking at the TV, like saying the world's going to shit. And we were like, "Oh, we've got a song," and <laughs> um, it was just yeah, just it was terrible, terrible, terrible timing on our part. Like we didn't know obviously a lot, but um, yeah, it was weird. So we were just basically an online band for the two years or two and a half years or however long it was, um trying our best weren't we we were doing podcasts and whatever we could get our hands on just by instagramming people like you know um and then we did what's well, funny we did another ep in lockdown as well which was which was weird because we weren't in the same room really we could only have two people in the same room at the same time yeah. so it was a bit of a weird one so it's but the yeah. weirdest kind of writing scenario i think i've ever been involved with ever. yeah because like you say it was like it was half two people have put something together and then you'd have to then wait for the other two people to give their opinions. But it wasn't like you could just text it and get it done. It was just, I don't know, it just felt like a lot longer than what it should have been, but it was worth it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we managed that. And then, thank God, it all started opening up. And then we played our first show in, like, I don't know when it was. I always forget. I'm shit with August. dates. Like tw- August 21. 22. 21. August 21, yeah, ma'am. We played our first Brom show, and then uh, yeah, that's it. We've been we've been full steam ever since, man. I can imagine, like I see Boris there with his notes when the world started shut down. Like you know, we must close everything. But fans out have also released a song, so we definitely need to shut down now, so nobody actually gets to go. <laughs> fuck, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because they're from the West Midlands. Yes, we shouldn't yeah. be associating ourselves at all with anybody outside of the London area. No. <laughs> 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 I, bet, I, I was just gonna say jamie brought some interesting uh facts to my to, to me a couple of weeks ago which is that a thousand americans said that the brummy accent is the sexiest in the uk Fucking apparently true, they, they are correct mate but how many so a thousand americans how big is that country <laughs> yeah <laughs> i told you they only asked the most important one thousand. That's why we, we've got a sexy accent, but we're not great at maths. All right, sorry, I was really proud of that. Then. <laughs> hold, on. hold on a second. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's, that's not a great stat, is it? Um, my right, wife just... likes it though. <laughs> well, she's not American. Okay. She's not American. Oh, okay. She's southern, so it's fine. Um, oh, okay. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I I agree with them. It is because I I heard once that um it was some geezer I knew it worked on TV and he was like, yeah, they won't if you listen to like adverts and stuff. It's always like a southern accent or maybe a northern one because they're more tr- more trustworthy than a br- brummy accent. I was like, surely if anything goes, yeah, apparently the brummy accent they think you're stupid. So if you're trying to sell them something, they're like, I'm gonna buy that off that fucking geezer there, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Can't string a sentence together. <laughs> It sounds like a revving like... what? It sounds like a revving motorcycle when he talks. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on what part of the Midlands, really. I mean, if you go to like Tipton and ask someone to sell you something, I I wouldn't buy anything off them either. Well, so... to to be fair, like I am I I'm from Birmingham, but Ben is is from the black country because Ben is born and raised in Warsaw, ain't you, kid? So, but you wouldn't think it because I've I've lived in Warsaw now for like ten years, so I'm slowly becoming more fucking like them, um, <laughs> more inaudible. You can't understand a fucking word I'm saying. But um, yeah, exactly. but... I've got like it's it's also these things where I'm like oh, my accent's not that strong, but then I talk to somebody from outside of Birmingham, and you're like fuck. And for your for your viewers, I hope you had your captions on then because I didn't fucking understand what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> captions on on YouTube. Get subtitles on quick. Fuck it, put <laughs> subtitles on now. Yam yam subtitles. We'll add them just <laughs> for this show. Yeah. Does not com- does not compute at the bottom of YouTube. <laughs> trying to fucking find the accent. It's the language of his own. <laughs> you might start doing like sign language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would be easier, mate. That would have been an easy ten years for me. <laughs> Mikey, you're one of us now, mate. Don't try and play that. I am. I've, no, I am. I am. I've got. I've got a house. I've bought a house and everything. So I am one of us. One of us. <laughs> it's like slowly mutating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Less fingers. <laughs> you couldn't count before, so it don't really matter. Uh, before before we talk about the band though let's let's take it back to the guy when you guys were younger it's a question i always like to ask so the days of young masters white and swash what did you guys want to be when you were growing up has it always been music focused for you guys or train driver astronaut i don't know you go first ben no this is coming to me (laughs) uh i don't know the truth like i've always i've always been like without that guy i've always wanted to have some music involvement in some way shape or form and I've been doing it a long time now um, but I mean to do it as a full time thing would be incredible but some may have, I've just winged my way through my jobs and stuff and at the minute job just pays for the band stuff and uh, a mortgage and that's it <laughs> that is it it's mm. one of those things like when, you, when you're younger like going back to when I was a little, first kid like we joke about a train driver that was the first thing I ever wanted to do did you really? Not, I didn't even know that yeah, that was it. That was it. And then you have to be clever. So that went out the window. That was just by little boy. You have to have a good eye vision and be clever. So that, that's really I funny. With that straight away. That's funny. I just found out because I actually wanted to be a pilot because I watched Independence Day, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> I can fight aliens, man!" And uh, I could be like Will Smith and smoke a cigar and punch a fucking alien in the face. And then I went to Frank. Got my dad took me to like the fucking army and navy place in Birmingham City Centre. <laughs> And the geezer was like, looked at me, he was like, but one thing you're like six foot one, you got to be, you got to be smaller to be a pilot, apparently. And uh, he goes, let's look at your GCSEs. And he was like, mate, you're better off doing something else, son. Can you just like <laughs> fucking E's, D's? He was awful. He was like, yeah, pilots have got to be like, kind of clever, you know. So a uh, similar thing, mate, yeah. 
and like good vision as well because I fuck me I can't see fuck I'm clinically blind but I don't wear glasses because it's not doesn't look cool does it? Well, look, we got you two. Been the wrong shot for this man. Yeah. So, um, but also, but yeah. It's, it's, isn't train driver just a stick? Uh, isn't that just a no? No, there's like, no, there's like it, loads it, of maths and stuff involved. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's... You, you can't bear off the track. <laughs> you, you literally like you never look at reaction test. You like the bleep test as a kid. It's like that, but for your eyes. Terrible. I didn't know that. It, yeah, it's no, meant no. like some of some of the some of the tests and stuff you have to do to even get remotely anywhere near that level before they even train you on a, a train. It's just unreal. There you go. What the... yeah. I mean, welcome to the Chronicles of Train Drivers. You know, yeah, let's, 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 let's move on. <laughs> and plus you get like fucking six months off in the air, didn't you be a train driver striking all the time? Yeah. yeah. Well, feels like in a minute, yeah. <laughs> Don't sick, go anywhere, do you? Sick job. I mean, I should have listened to school, actually. And more times focus on the band, on the band because you're constantly on strike of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mark. He's, he's written so many tunes. Go on, go on sort of six months a year. Yeah. And then just work the rest. Yeah. Pay for it. Sorted. <laughs> but what? Where did that love of music come from for you guys? Then was it, and specifically the world of rock and metal? Was it like your parents listened to that sort of music or? Yeah, like my mum and dad were like Queen and and stuff like that, and it was obviously like sinking in when I was listening, you know, when I was younger, but I sort of found my way through. If, if I'm completely honest, it was like um, Offspring. And then, because it was like, why don't you get a job? Do you remember that song? Like, oh, I yes. love that song. And my sister sort of caught wind of it and bought me Americana. <clears throat> and because obviously that song's more like a scary, I don't know what it is that tune is, but then you get the other heavier songs mm. on that. And then, um, yeah, then that was my sort of foot into the world of sort of rock anyway. But I loved hip hop and stuff. And then, I've, I've told this story before, but then one day I just heard through my sister's walls a man swearing about breaking stuff and uh, Nucky, and I thought, bloody hell, the boyfriend's... Um... But it wasn't, it was Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. I was thinking, shit, I best go investigate this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, oh, yeah, that, was, that was it, New Metal Kid, and then just got into heavier stuff from there. What about you, Ben? Yeah, so my mum, uh, from the day that I was metalhead, so it was uh, Sabbath, Talica, then you had your more classic stuff, Rush, Thin Lizzy, Zeppelin, Priest, Maiden. Like the first ever, the first ever song I remember hearing as a as a wee boy. That was the first time I actually like remember listening to going, "What the fuck is Master Puppets?" Mm-hmm. And that, that from like I was always I was, it was always when you like one two three whatever it's it's just music that's in the background isn't it? But that was the first song where I was like I actually remember hearing it and going, yeah that's I'm there smashing my toys around the house. I'm still the same now. Um, yes. But but that 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 for, for me Metallica Metallica the favorite band and I think that's the reason why I, I just grew up on all that stuff and like Mikey said you kind of. The older you get, the more you develop. Then Slipknot come out in the late nineties. Then I got into the new, like the new metal wave at that age. Your biscuit, corn, Devil Driver, Fear Factory. But then I've always had that classic rock side of me. So I still listen to like Thin Lizzy and 
stuff like that all the time and take a lot of inspiration from that. So it's not just being heavy stuff all the way through. I still have a lot of the classic elements into what I listen to, even, even though, like on a daily basis. But then that's also developed into Creed. So something's, something's happened. I knew, I knew that was going to come. Right? Yeah. You should have just stopped. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. You knew Somebody, it was going to come out. But yeah, yeah. like that, it, it, that's where it all kind of started for me anyway and just kind of developed over the years. And like Mike said, the big hip-hop thing was a thing in like the mid-90s, late-90s, early-2000s as well, because a lot of music of that era kind of went hand-in-hand. Hand. Yes. Just, I just It just fell into place, and one genre kind of uh, merged into the other in aspects, and not only so much just in like the, the sound of it, but kind of the feel for it as well, the, the aggressive hip-hop and then the aggressive metal. It just kind of it worked to the ears, if that makes sense. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, we're recording this today before Halloween. Did you see the guy just for Scott Stapp in the Dallas Cowboys jersey when they played? I think it was like a Thanksgiving game or something in the NFL. Someone dressed up as Scott Stapp for Halloween. Absolutely Helps amazing. <laughs> what a bloke. Yeah. Alpha. <laughs> oh, was he singing along in front of his telly? Yes. Yeah, I did oh, see that. Oh, that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, quality, man. That is, like, <laughs> you know how people say like they've completed Halloween or they've completed dress. Like that guy is one Halloween. That's it. Yeah. Nobody will top he that now. So. I don't there's think always... he's completed Halloween. I think he's completed life. Yeah, there's a. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. every year now, until he dies, he's going to get that reminder of that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, on this on this day every year, she's like, yeah, I did good that year. That was me. Just a just a quick side note. I don't know why I'm going to tell you this, but I am. When Freed used to come on the TV, my mum was obsessed with Scott Stapp, like just with him personally. So anytime there's a Creed song, Kerrang or Scuzz, whatever, she'd just come and sit next to me and be like, ah. and that's all she'd do throughout the song. Just, <laughs> just mute the TV and yeah, just watch him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just watch him at the top of a mountain or fall down a well. <laughs> It's like, I don't know if this is weird. I don't know if I should be embarrassed. I don't know cool. what's going on right now. Yeah, like, what's going on? Should I be proud? I'd yeah, love it's to see, clock now. I'd love to see his arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, but what was that point, though, when your fandom where you went, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy listening to music, but now I want to start playing it. I just want to be part of this world. What point was it that you guys reached that? For, for me, do you know what? It was... Uh... There's two for like one for guitar because I, pl- I started playing guitar first and that was I never give him enough credit in my older years I don't know why but like Tom DeLonge um, with his seafoam green Strat mm. like I was like that's that's fucking cool so I got a guitar and then for 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 vocals it was um, Fred Durst at the VMAs when Christine Aguilera was doing like Come On Over or something and it just cut halfway for her song it was I don't know what year this was and it was like. He's like, this world is like a cage, and he sort of come up from the audience, and he wrapped that entire part, and then she's like behind him, like doing the bits, and then literally when the song ends, he just fucking drops the microphone and walks off, and she tries to hug him, and he just fucks off, and I was like, yes, that is the that is the one, man, and that was what I was like, I want to be a front man now. I, I think that's <laughs> two thousand, because it was just after Chocolate Starfish. I think it was two thousand one. It was something like that, yeah. That's I, yeah, I am that old. Never seen that. Oh, dude, right. when, when, oh, we fin- when, when we finish this, type in Christine Aguilera, Fred Durst. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. That. It's That's up there. Cool. It's, it's up there with Scott Stapp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's... 
I think that was the VMAs when the um the drummer of uh, Rage was like up on the things behind, like Limp Bizkit were getting an award, and like he was like protesting behind. <laughs> it's like it was a mad, it was a mad year that was. Ah, the early two thousands, what a great years they were! For music. Great times, well, man. Great, great times. times. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, was ben, did yeah. Master of Puppets like? Did that inspire you to pick up a guitar? Then, how hearing that, you know, that opening. I'm, I'm going to show you. Hang on. All right, so. Hetfield's known for a white explorer. Mm. White Gibson Explorer. This is one of my first ever guitars that I've still got, which I need to rebuild. And it's a oh. white explorer. <laughs> so that says that says a lot about like hearing hearing Hetfield and Metallica as a kid. That that's all I wanted to do was be a guitarist. Whether I was any good or not, that's all I wanted to do. You are so, brilliant. Yeah, so that's for me. It was always the moment I could. The moment I was, I had my first guitar. It was always white. Let's learn Metallica songs badly. Well, let's learn Metallica songs. <laughs> and then when I've learned them badly, get a white explorer. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the, that, I mean, the first ever band I was in was I was at thirteen, fourteen, and it was just like some kids at school just playing horrendously bad covers of songs that we thought were cool at the time. And that, that's that's all I wanted to do. Though it was never anything to write music or whatever. And then gradually, just through the years and meeting new people and all this kind of stuff. And but yeah, that that's that's where it all kind of started. Watching Metallica and Seattle in '86, Hetfield with his White Explorer. I was like, that's cool as fuck. That's like my Fred Durst moment for my. I was like, that's just that's sick as fuck. <laughs> it's bad. You're saying that about how, like your first band was like a covers band. I think. It'd be amazing to find out like the percentage of musicians that started out in terrible oh. cover bands in, with their friends in school. Like... It's quite fu- it's quite funny how you start off in a covers band when you're a kid, and then you eventually you go, I want to write my own music, and then you realise the people who covers band are the ones with the money. Yeah, you just want to go back. <laughs> yeah, tributes, man. It's just the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Pointless doing original shit. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, it's sorry. Thanks well, for turning into a Nickelback tribute band. That's what's going to happen now. <laughs> well, everyone thinks we're in every time I die tribute band, so it's... Uh... Yeah, it's a there, we? Really? What? Oh, we get we get the comparison quite a lot. It's, it's no worries because fucking we love every time I die, but yeah, it's just a lazy comparison. Yeah. You see, you both scribble out on your notes now every time I die. No, I, I didn't get that when I listened to you. That's all that's you? weird. <laughs> all right, good. Cool. Well, there that's we right. That's all the like. <laughs> but obviously, one band's one thing that bands and superheroes have in common is secret origin stories. So, how did you guys meet? How did how did Fangs Out come together? Uh, so, so, real quick version of this story. So, when I moved to Warsaw I was introduced to our old bassist Bo and um, we were just on a night out once and then we just started talking and we were just like one of them like do we just become best friends kind of thing and he was like <laughs> you know it was like all the bands like all this you know exactly the same stuff and then he was like he was in a band but it was sort of like falling apart and he was like I think it was a last latch, last ditch effort for him to be like oh do you want to come and like sing or play guitar and I was like I ain't asked about singing I'll come and jam with you boys and there was Alex, our drummer now, Bo, and another chap. So I came in on like second guitar. And then 
to be honest, we we jammed like twice and we sort of started writing straight away. Like, cause I had riffs and stuff and I was like, ah, and then the other guitarist went away and it was just me, Bo and L. And then we sort of did that. That was like, I'm sorry, I swear that was like start of 2019 or something. And then we were just sort of jamming for a few months and writing songs. I think we wrote about four or five songs. We were like, do you know what? Let's just, we might never ever do this again. Let's go in the studio and record them, you know, just do an EP or whatever. And so we went in and I was, I was like, oh, I'll do vocals over it or whatever. I'll do the guitars and stuff. And it's so mad. Like we were literally our producer Owen. We were sort of in the three of us in the studio. I'm like, you do any guitarists? And he was like, I do actually. There's this, this chap called Ben that I know. And literally Ben came in. Had me and you, we met, you came around my house first, didn't you, Ben? I started showing you the tunes, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're doing to take over at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd been in band, I've been in bands for years and years and years. And Owen, the producer, Owen Davis, shout out. Um, he, he'd done all my stuff. He'd engineered all my bands for years. And then my band before Fangs Out, I quit. I was like, that's it. I'm done with music. I'm not fucking doing music again. This is shit. And then six months later, I was like, do you know anybody looking for a guitarist? I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, that's where this is where the stories kind of come together. It was, yeah, yeah but I've just took on this, like, started working with this band. I said, like, every time I die, Canterbats in the box. I was like, oh, sick. I was like, so give this guy's name. So I literally messaged you, didn't I, Mike? Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, to put me in touch with Riley. Where do you live? He's like, oh, I'm in Aldridge. Literally live around the corner from each around other. Around the corner, yeah, mad. Yeah. And we, we like, just... we didn't know each other, hadn't met each other. Just nothing. came around and yeah, just jammed and we just learned the songs. And then, then you came in on the last, we were doing group vocals, weren't we? And you can't... Benny's actually on that EP doing group vocals, which was awesome. Yeah. He didn't play guitar in it, but he, he, we got him in, he did he group vocals and yeah, and that was it. And then it was the four of us and then Bo left because he, he had a really busy job and stuff. He couldn't do the sort of juggle it both, which is fair enough. We love Bo. Yeah. And um and then we got, we had a, like a, a chap, a friend like standing. And then we got Jay, our bassist now, Jay, who was um, in another Birmingham band who's seen us a couple of times. And he was sort of like, oh, I'll... he was a guitarist first, but he was like, oh, I can play bass. And then that was it, man. Then it was just the four of us. We've, we've Yeah, we've been this lineup since, he's been in the band two years, isn't he, Jay, now? No, beginning of twenty, beginning of last year, February yeah, last year. Sorry, yeah, almost yeah. two years in, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, really. Not not rock and roll. Sorry, none of us came from a planet, and uh, you know, <laughs> fell from the sky. Fell from the sky, and I was I was a baby, and then somebody found me, and I fucking grew up to be singer. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just some dudes who met in Warsaw, like <laughs> accidentally. We like we'll asking play these guitar. questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like we like finding out this sort of stuff like this is what this show is about. Is it like origins and then work all the way up to now? Like we like to find, we like to deep dive. Yeah. I don't know why, because we're always in, we're always What's interested, that? intrigued by people's stories and all that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So oh, well, you know, awesome, there you go. There's ours then, yeah. So <laughs> even if it's just oh, we're just from Warsaw, still <laughs> I didn't know that. So that's great. <laughs> you might have told like 15, 16 other podcasts, maybe, <laughs> but you know, haven't told, we didn't know. So that counts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just love the fact your bass player is like, I play guitar, but yeah, I can play a bass. It's like, I feel like that's how most bands get a bass player. They're like, I need a bass player. Oh, I know guitar, but I, I can play bass as well if you, if you need me to. Yeah. yeah. He's a great bassist as well. It works, doesn't it? It just works. Like, yeah, it does. Now. It's like, it's solid. Yeah. So 
Mikey, your lyrics then, as I'm assuming you write them, are they very personal to you? Are they story-based or you make them... Like, what are they based around? Um, I think the first EP was sort of more fictional, I'd say. I don't know, like just okay. sort of making shit up that sounded cool. And then <laughs> the last the last two have been very personal. And the sort of singles we did, I've been sort of drawing more from my life and, and experiences and stuff. Yeah, so a bit of both, really. I sort of throw in a bit of like a bit of fiction in there, I suppose, and a bit of real life stuff as well. Yeah, mix, mix really. Why just for the just out of curiosity, just because it's out what the fiction is, is it just because it sounds great or just works or just. Yeah, I mean, like... I think sometimes, if I'm honest, like I sort of run the the sort of well dry with myself, and I think oh, I got no, nothing else to sort of say, and I think you know you sort of put yourself in a pretend person's shoes or you know make up a story kind of thing, and then you sort of. And then, but to be honest, I always sort of, it always ends up linking back to me in some way. I always sort of circle it back around, even if I try and do a pretend sort of character. I'm sort of like, oh, I can see similarities in this, in this person kind of thing. So, yeah. Oh, well, I find really deep then. I just sort of, I just, epiphany then. It's all about me, isn't it? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Doomed anyway. What? <laughs> With regards to the music, then what what's the what's the songwriting process there? Do you have like a main songwriter, like I know some bands have, or is it a collaborative thing? How does it work? Uh, I think from the beginning, like it was the first EP, like I said, but from the the second one, all of us sort of bring stuff now. Um, the on the new EP we just done, Ben did a whole tune. Uh, the first song on the EP, uh, "It's Your Funeral." Um, Jay's been bringing stuff. It's wicked because it takes a lot of the pressure off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, um, Ben's always sending riffs, riffs on videos and stuff, and Jay sort of records. And yeah, it's just getting better. It's getting. We've got like a, a like a, a load of stuff now to start writing with. Now I can't wait to start again. It's it's like I'll, I'll be the first to say my song structuring capabilities is definitely not my strongest point. Whereas we've got Mike and Jay who are. I'm really good at sucking you off. Really good at that. <laughs> so the the, 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 way, the way I see things now is not on yeah. camera. Oh, I'll say it. Uh, the, way I, the way I see it, I I can produce these riffs, these individual riffs, and then just say, "Here you go, make them good." And then Michael Michael come back with like three and a half minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's sick. Or <laughs> Or I can hear little salt and peppers, as we like to call them, don't we? Yeah. There's some, yeah. something missing from either my riff or Mike's riff or Jay's riff or Al's idea or whatever. We all kind of just come together in the end. And there's, like every band, there's always a few, my idea's yeah. best. But it always, it always ends up being for the better in the end. It does. It does. And I think the one thing we do as a band, which I, I really enjoy, because we, you know, we, we've got the modern, we can record on at home on our laptops and, you know, bring ideas and stuff, but we always put it in the room, the four of us, do you know yeah. what I mean? And we, we jam it out. Um, because I think a lot, you know, I think some bands these days, they just can write it and then they're straight in the studio without sort of trying it. You know, I don't speak for every band, but I think that happens quite a lot now. So we, we still like to get the feel of it in the room, the four of us. And then shit doesn't work that you could, you can program some drums, but our, unfortunately I can program drums, but unfortunately Alex hasn't got fucking eight arms. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, <laughs> dude, I can't, 
I can't do that. It's impossible. Yeah. I'm like, well, logic drummer can do it. I don't understand why you can't do it. Um, <laughs> just make him feel like shit and then he just does it. But it's. Um, don't make poke him till he does it. <laughs> poke it till he does it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we always, we always put it in the room and, and we'll hash it out together. And like, you, you find things when it's just the four of you in there. You're like, oh, actually, you know, that bit sounds. Or Ben will accidentally play something and I'm like, yo, that's much better than what we had. So it's yeah, it's it's cool. It, you know, and it's just more collaborative than it's ever been. And I'm I'm buzzing, man. Like I'm because our plan now is we're gonna we're gonna. I know we're not talking about the EP now, but I want to we're gonna smash out an album next. I think and I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna jam on Thursday this week, and I want to start getting down to it really. Yeah, yeah. Because we've got so many ideas that have been lingering lingering around now for. Well, how long's the EP been officially done in the in the rope form? Twelve months. I know it only got released a couple, of, but like yeah, by the time you've wrote an EP, and then it can be six months towards when it's six seven months after it being completely wrote, we've got we've had that much time in between as well. We've all, we've got ideas already yeah. for the next thing. Just so it's kind of the, 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 we've got a a good foundation to go off now for the album. Yeah, just keeping the momentum going. Yeah. <clears throat> so why didn't you make the Human Helen album then, if you have so much already? Like, why is it an EP? Because obviously it's three EPs now, isn't it? So is it because you wanted to put tastes out and see if people reacted well to it? Or was it a case of, we need to smash these out first and then we'll do a whole a whole shebang? Um, I think it was time and like, because we'd done two singles in at the start of this year. Yeah. And when Jay had joined. And then it was like, I don't know, it just felt sort of, we didn't really, well, maybe we'd discussed an album, but it just didn't feel right we were like we wanted to get music out with the, the the four of us as we are now and um so just an ep was it was meant to be four tracks but we ended up smashing out five i think we had six but we sort of had to sit we just settled on five um but it just felt right to sort of do an ep again i think and like I, someone said before it's like a trilogy do you know what i mean we've sort of done the mm. the trilogy now and i think we're finding our sound more and more as we go so i think we've tested the water with the five tracks and i think yeah. where we are now we love the sort of sound we're getting. I think it's just going to evolve even more. I think so with 10, 11 songs next, I, well, I don't know what we're going to, you know, what yeah. it might sound like. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey, in the, this is the first, well, now we had the two singles beginning, but this is the first EP we've actually put out as a band. That's not been anywhere related to COVID times where we've been able to work properly, yeah. work up towards it, play shows leading up towards it, get it released. And we, we can do stuff. Yeah. immediately off the back of it where we've been we've been a band for four years two of those eps we've been very limited time wise what we how we can yeah. push it outside yeah. of it so i think this third ep was the right thing to do instead of going to an album to go right this is our chance we've been doing shows now for 18 eight shows months. yeah that made the difference as 18 well. months get the name out there drop the four songs and then work at the album because we've got not the buzz but there's we've got the momentum the ball can carry on rolling now instead of stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Yeah, it feels like it felt like the right thing to do instead mm. of just pushing for an album and then there'd be nothing to kind of uh lead up to that album. If that makes yeah. sense, it's just be yeah. basically strike while the iron was hot, still off the two singles. Basically, yeah. we you know we did seven songs this year, which is you know like a like a long play EP. You know what I mean? Technically, yeah. But um, but yeah, definitely an album next man. We got a we've sort of you know, stretched our muscles and now it's time to sort of 
flexile muscles. Is that the word? I don't know what the fucking saying is. We just fucking <laughs> did a clip here, or we're going to do a fucking album next. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 but before, before we start talking about the EP, I did mean to ask earlier, where does the name come from? Fangs out, where does it, where's that name come from? Um, it, it comes from a lyric. Of, <laughs> me saying earlier, we, people say we sound like Every Time I Die. It comes from an Every Time I Die song, actually. Um, there is a lyric in one of the songs where he, they say, Fang, he says, Fangs out. And I always thought it was fucking cool. And it was just, I didn't really think about it when I joined that, when we sort of started the band. I was like, Fangs out. And I'm like, go on in. That was it. <laughs> that was it. It's oh, great. So no, like no history of like terrible names first, you know, no. before you got there. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm always intrigued again because that's a question that gets asked a lot, and I always like to know what actually what the previous names were before you got there. So I don't know. People said to be like, "Oh yeah, well we were called the Elephant in the Room, and then we went for <laughs> Lincoln Park." <laughs> it's like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, they were called Hybrid Theory actually first, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, but no, no shit names. I thought just just that one shit name just fangs out. It's not shit. It's, no, it's actually it's great. A great it's a great name. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's just easy and it just quick. Two syllable, two syllables. Yeah. See, brum, it, brum, it, it, then coming out again. <laughs> syllables. I'm surprised I managed to say syllables. <laughs> you almost did it then. I'd, fuck it. I know. Yeah. I wonder if Australians originated in Birmingham. <laughs> Because obviously they, they, you know, yeah, because they take ages to say stuff as well. Anyway, sorry. I don't know. I shouldn't really, I shouldn't really bash for there's three of you here and one of me. So, um, yeah. And um, I've now forgotten where I was going with this. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. Albums, uh, names. That was it. Thank you. Your EP. Yes. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Came out on October 6th. Um, was it well received? I think so. Yeah. We've, um, the, the the old Spotify numbers have jumped up quite considerably. Um, we've had loads of yeah good feedback and stuff from it. Um, yeah, I I think so. I think it's still been received. Like it's it's a difficult one, man, because we're sort of we are unsigned and we're sort of doing it all off our back. So the sort of reach we have is limited at the moment. But we get to do awesome things like this. Do you know what I mean? So you know, it's uh, the EP got us this opportunity to talk to you guys, which is fucking amazing for me so you know we're we're always really happy to talk to anyone who wants to talk to us fucking four yeah. idiots you know but um yeah i think so far so good man i mean yeah. oh, sorry ben go on i was gonna say that this ep seems to be uh it it feels a lot more not that the others weren't well received but this one feels like the ep where it's like oh people give a shit yeah do you know what I mean? Because we live in a day and age now where music gets released, it has hype for a day, and then it goes again. And that's yeah. band, that's bands of all calibers. That's bands of every, whether you're small and signed, or whether you're a big stadium band. Like everything, there's a massive hype up to something. It gets released, everyone goes wicked. Then the day after, the back listening to like what they listened to before the EP, they, that EP came out, whatever genre, whatever band it is. So th- this is the first EP personally where people are still sharing it and saying, this is still sick. This is cool. Cars- taking, taking us a bit more seriously. I think that, yeah. well, you know, like yeah. as much as we sort of don't take ourselves that seriously, I think we, you know, we do take the music seriously. And I think, you know, we're, we are slugging, we're, we're slugging, we're going, we're trying. Do you know what I mean? It's um. So we can do. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think like Ben said, I think people are sort of more going, oh, 
who actually actually mean it, do they? <laughs> Instead of just two two lockdown EPs. <clears throat> going into this EP though, did you go in with a into writing it with a sort of a different mindset compared to the other ones, or was it just a case of let's write more music? Um, I don't not really. I don't think it was it was it was more tunes, but like I said before, it was just sort of because the lineup's so strong now. I think that was the sort of the push behind it, and it was like, oh, let's see what we can do with the four of us now, and and yeah, and it is a bit more of a it is a bit of a an underdog feeling. Maybe we feel sometimes when it's like, right, we'll fucking we'll fucking show them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who these <laughs> people are, the invisible people I'm making up. Do you know what I mean? But it's <laughs> good to have that little bit of competition in our heads where we're like, you know, biggest competition is just us. It's just us, basically, just making it. Everyone really likes us, and they're like, I'm like, what are we saying that for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'll just say good things about you, but yeah, not really. No, it's just more songs. But we're just super excited. We just knew they were miles better than the the previous, and so we're just super stoked to sort of record them. Man, <clears throat> I think, well, yeah, it's the EP is phenomenal. I Thank absolutely, you. and I'm not saying it because you're here. No. <laughs> I, I'm saying it because it's true. Like I, yeah, um, I think Sean Smith was the first time I'd heard about. It. He was mentioning you on Instagram, I think, at one point, yeah. and then you've played with a few of our friends in Broken Jaw and Ambrius. Oh, uh, that you nice. played last yeah. year with them in Gloucester. We did, yeah. um, because we're originally we used to live in Cheltenham, so apart that scene. But anyway, um, so then I was like, so it's what? So I've definitely seen the name, and then when Holly reached out from Goodness God, I was like, do you want to talk to these guys? I was like. Yeah, yes, oh, I do. Thank Put you. the EP on. Was like, holy shit! <laughs> I actually struggled to pick a song that I loved because I love them all. Oh, mate, thank you thank so you much. Very much. Like, I feel that each song brings something different. So you're like, yeah. oh fuck, that was that was great. Oh Jesus Christ! After the first one, you're like, fuck me. I better have a sit down. Second track comes on, you're like, fuck it. This okay, right? Okay, we're going this direction now. This is amazing. I love it over it. <laughs> Every track. I mean, I struggled to to actually pick one or two. Um, but in the end, I went for Video Nasties, I absolutely loved. Um, and of course, Sabbath Town. But I think it's oh. obviously that's the single as well. And obviously, the, the I knew he was going to fucking celebrate. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Birmingham. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> no, one, no one else does. We had to. Mate, it's, the, it's a love song to Birmingham. I was like, yes, I love it. Yeah. Shawnee, Shawnee Smith actually said he was like, you, he texted me. He was like, you've actually made Birmingham sound cool. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> Cheeky little monkey. Yeah, it's like cheers, brother. Nice one. Like we try, but no, we really appreciate that, mate. Like, like you said, with the we do sort of try to make every song different to the others. You know, it's obviously in the sort of same vein, but yeah, we do. We want to keep. We want it to be a listening experience because we sort of all. It's so easy now. People sort of just do singles and front load things with just like a couple of songs and then just a lot of filler. But we we we're sort of album kids. We've always sort of like you know, grew up on that. So, and I've always been like fans of bands where they do have different types of tunes on the album, albums, EPs or whatever. So, but now I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for that. That's fucking, that's yeah, awesome. No, that's, yeah, that, that, that's, here's stuff like that is makes, it's what, is kind yeah. of what we, we, we got, we got that kind of feeling ourselves and for other people to get that kind of reaction as well is, that's cool. But that's, that's it's, so, it's, it's so funny with the video nasties though, because, that is the one that just, I don't know if it's because it's more sort of half-timey, bouncy sort of, but a lot of people say that that's their favourite on the uh, the EP. Well, I didn't think it would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird one. But no, it's cool. Isn't yeah. that kind of nice in a way, though? Because you're expecting one thing and you're getting something else. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. But like, it, it was weird. Like Before releasing it and recording it, like, we, we love all the songs, don't get me wrong. 
but we had a conversation that which is your like your least which is position four out of mm. four songs. And it was, was it me and you, Mike, or I think so. Me and somebody said Video Nasty was like the four. least favourite out of the okay. four. And then everyone released it was like, oh, that's our favourite. It was like, oh, all right, cool. And, and then we, when we play it, it's a, it's a live one as well in yeah, the room. It's, when, it's fucking great. It's a really, yeah, it's it's a fun one to play live, man. Yeah. And do you know what? Fun fact about that song, we were going to have scratching on that song. <laughs> were you? Yeah. Oh. I had this we sample of do it. <laughs> uh, we could we could none of us could scratch like we had these CDJs that Owen got and we're like anyone scratch <laughs> it was just us going <laughs> it was just shit I was like oh, I forgot none of us are DJ lethal like, this is fucking awful <laughs> so I think it, to be honest I think it worked out for the best because he was gonna I got this sample of this geezer going like video nasties he was like v- 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 v-. in my head it was like tick, 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 v- v- video nasties <laughs> and at the end it was like real video shit yeah we fucked that we fucked that audio. It's a lot harder than it looks. It fucking is, man. DJ Lufel's a legend, bro. Yeah. And Mr. Hahn. Mr. Hahn. I did want to say, like, like, Tom brought up a really good point there, saying that all the songs on the EP, they meld together brilliantly, but they don't sound the same. And that can happen in the metal yeah. music scene. Let's let's be honest. You can listen yeah. to some artists and you're like i put track one on oh i've just listened to 10 tracks i didn't actually yeah. realize so the fact that you've managed to do that is absolutely amazing and you know oh, it's I a saw. credit to you but i i am gonna have to bring it back around to sabbath town cool no what made you want to write a song about our beautiful city like where what I, I just needed to know what it was what made you want to do that I, th- I think it's always been on the back of my mind to do it and like but just sort of executing it has always been like how the fuck how the fuck because you know like american pop punk bands they can say their hometown it sounds fucking awesome but as a brummie <laughs> or anyone from With england the accent. you don't say like we're in gloucester or what the fuck you know anywhere like it doesn't sound cool does it or birmingham so i think i think when the 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 sort of nickname that sort of made up like sabbath town it was like ah it sort of, it just, it was so, I, I remember I wrote it in my loft and in, in my old house, like it just, the I had the verse, the first verse and then, yeah, it just came, re- one of them ones that come really easy and it just, yeah, and then it was just, it just really easy to write as well, yeah, and I just think, like I said, I'm a, I'm a very proud Brummian, so I'm, I'm glad we, uh, I, I, we, we got to do it, man. And the video Hopefully. is great, the video, seeing all the sights and sounds is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was yeah. a good video to shoot, actually. It was, yeah. Sunday morning at like nine o'clock in the morning, running around me, running around Brum. Um, stunt. We had a stunt man for most of the running because I ain't fucking that fit. No, I'm joking. That's not true. Um, but yeah, we tried to get in as many sort of Birmingham's, you know, the old academy and um, Scruffy and Murphy's and the Flapper. Do you, do you know the piss troll story? Do you know the urban legend of the piss troll? I don't know that. Oh, no. so there's a there's a there's a part where I go for a wee. It's at the tunnel club. Do you remember where oh. Subway City used to be? Do you ever used to go to Subway yes, City? Yes, 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 yes. So next to there, there was a there was an urban legend of a gentleman that used to when everyone used to get kicked out of the club and want need a wee, they used to do it off that bridge. And there used to be a gentleman at the bottom who used to love receiving said. And it was an urban legend. <laughs> that he'd be down there, and he was just yeah, pistol. Never thought, heard that get... before. Well, yeah, let's get him in the video, man. <laughs> I couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't track him down. Like, so we. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we should have gone out on a Saturday night and hung out under there. So. 
But uh, yeah, the piss troll. <laughs> I love it. I I did wonder where the fuck everybody was as well, because like <laughs> it's a fucking city, and I was like, where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, there's people that live here. I know you've got no money left, but I there thought it there is. was there, there it is. is. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, everyone was absolutely hanging in bed, mate. It was a Sunday morning, like everyone been on Broad Street all night, like. And uh <laughs> but, no, the video was amazing. Thank you. Um and before I get to my question, the shot to the to the cock with the keys, is that did that was that an accident or that was that genuinely written in? Yeah, we we yeah, we 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 wrote it in, but we didn't have to do fucking nineteen takes of it. <laughs> I thought that we got it on the first one, to be honest. But he was like, no, 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 let's, let's try it again. Like, let's just make un- sure. <laughs> underhand, overhand, from further away. Bowling. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> literally, yeah, it was uh, that, 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 shot, that shot was the first one. It was just funny to keep doing it. Yeah, it was just they had it. They had it. And I was like, quick, we, we sure, boys, Nadge, one more. Yeah, one more. <laughs> yes. When they started suggesting penalty kicks and punts, then, you know, that's when they're taking the piss, you know, right? <laughs> Let's check. Let's, let's, let's replace the keys of a rock. <laughs> Hang on, that's not part of the video. If I take a run up and just took a big swing, would that be all right? <laughs> yeah. This will be hilarious. Um, but my actual question was going to be: music videos, love them or hate them, the making, the producing, the writing, all that sort of stuff, not the finished product, like actually creating them. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't mind them, man. Like the, the we did a video for Get Grim that was our first ever video that was a cool, like a performance one that was awesome to do wasn't it? Oh yeah, that was uh... just a big sweaty day in a in a in a fucking big room. It was so hot when it. Do you remember? I had, a, I had a leather jacket. I committed to the leather jacket, and I was like, you oh. idiot!" <laughs> Shrunk on me as the thing went on. I was like, I "Can't breathe." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the know, last... it's, it's... Stays like that, they realise how unfit you are. Oh, it's horrendous. It looks yeah. good in the video, but then, like, after like two hours, you're like, I'm fucked. Yeah, like, I've got naturally <laughs> naturally curly hair as well. So it was just getting fucking bigger and bigger as the thing went on. <laughs> I was like, we had no hair and makeup. It was just me of a brush, like, stay down, stay down. <laughs> but the, the last the last two videos we've done were really cool because we did the Sabbath Town one, and that was fun because it's more like narrative type thing. And then we did the, uh, the uh, second one we just done for all the best drugs, and that's me dressed as a werewolf. And have you seen that one? I haven't seen no. that one. Watch <laughs> if you like Sabbath Town, watch that one. That was the one we just released. It was yeah, it was a, that was a fun one. It's great because so many bands now just go, oh, I'll throw a lyric video out, put a lyric video out. Because obviously, yeah. like the early two, the late nineties, early two thousands, music videos were all the rage. I remember like putting my VHS in and recording Scuzz and Kerrang like all overnight because all the best songs were at night for some yeah, weird man. reason when you were Same. asleep. Yeah, yeah. And just watch them all day after school, music on, homework, whatever you did, I just had that on the entire evening. Every time, just that oh, was great. Absolutely yeah. loved it. The other one was Headbangers Ball. Yeah. That's where the tunes were. I know we keep mentioning every time I die, but I remember I saw Ebola Rama. It's the Ebola Rama video in like a skate rink. That's the best. They're they're all on roller skates, basically, and the band are playing in the middle. The fucking best music. I saw that when I was a kid. I was like, that is the best music I've ever seen. And they're all fucking moshing and stuff. It's class. I'd love to know where they come up with the ideas for some of these music videos. I really know. They're fucking awesome, though. But yeah. speaking of a person who has made great music videos, you guys seem to have a great relationship with former guest and friend of the show, Sean Smith, who mentioned him earlier, debuted on your 
guesting on DB. I don't know. I'm not trying again in English. Guesting mm. on the debut EP on Hexfiend. He's mentioned you on Sapping. Like we said, you toured with the Blackout and Raider, Raiders. Where did that friendship come from? Uh, that came from several years ago uh, when Sean used to be in a band called When Reason Sleeps. That was his first band. I think he had the Blackout on the side kind of thing. And I just met him at a show in Worcester when we were both very youthful young boys and um just stayed in touch man and like the hit both him and the blackout guys have been super supportive of myself and obviously um with fangs out now like they're just and sean especially man like he's just he's the best yeah so just from the scene years ago and um just stayed in touch with him and we've been we've been mates ever since really and he's like i say he's just it was funny because he um like all the all the shout outs he gives us and stuff, and I messaged him and I said like this, you know, I always really appreciate him. I'm like, mate, so like, thank you so much. And he just pushed me back. It's like, Mikey, if it wasn't any good, if it was fucking shit, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like that was my Welsh impression, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Sean. Um, yeah. So if he's but you know, so he's like he's a he's a big fan of the the music as well, which is is fucking awesome. And he's always been he's always championed championed us from the beginning, man. So he's love a... him, love him very very much, man. He's he's yeah. Amazing, amazing guy, and the and the rest of the boys as well. Or every single one of them, are fucking awesome. Yeah, he's he's a he's a. If you don't mind me stepping in, he's a great dude. Like I know he's he's your friend from back in the day and stuff. And then, because uh, like don't forget, the Blackout were a, a big band, huge band, a band that I used to go and see years ago and stuff. Then it was like, oh, Sean's Blackout, sick, cool. And then like once once we first went we played Raiders last year, yeah, that was Sean and Bob's band. You introduced me to Sean and Sean and Bob from, from like the get go, which is like just the boys, yeah. And then when we did the blackout comeback show in June, Mike was telling the rest of the lads are exactly the same, mm. so, and they're literally just they like Mike said, they're, they're just the best fucking people, and they can't be any more supportive if they if they could try, basically. Yeah, the most so grounded, um, they're the most grounded band, like yeah. even at the height of when they were like you know the fucking you know the hope and Rick stuff friends. like that yeah, yeah like fucking that you, you you'd be backstage and you they'd just be fucking six normal geezers like it's like you're about to play a fucking giant show yeah yeah just all chatting and yeah amazing amazing boys man and we're, yeah, we love them love them that that Merthyr show did you because obviously that was a hometown show for them and obviously they're coming back and doing like the reunion and everything else did you feel a bit of immense pressure for that one? Because obviously that was their hometown, that was their comeback show, or was it just like I can't believe we get to play this? Both, really. I think it, it was the biggest crowd we had played to as Fangs Out as well. So it was a yeah, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, really. But um, but it's, we were yeah, just super fucking stoked to do it, man, as well. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's a very it's a very very fine line where it's like. We've been given this opportunity. We need to go and smash it. Yeah. Then we've done it in the past where you put too much pressure on yourself and you yeah. end up being shit. Yeah, you, you, you got, You've it, just got to go and have fun, and that's when we're not a periphery tesseract star band where everything's got to be a hundred percent in perfect. Thank fuck. Yeah, Jesus. trust me. That's why, we, <laughs> that, that's why we do this band. Um, but like, it, it's all about going out and having fun as well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it was a great opportunity to a uh, play with them boys on their scale, and it was like a, it was like so it was like a massive grateful opportunity to be asked to like you say they could have asked any band to do that show, but the fact they asked us, yeah, 
was like, yeah, this we need to make the most of this, but we also need to have fun, yeah, enjoy it, and we we did, and it was. For me as well, because like, I was a massive fan and stuff. And when they went away, it was fucking gutting. So to see them, we was in Soundcheck, man, and they did like Children of the Night in Soundcheck. And I was like, goosebumps and shit. Yeah. And, like, they, like they hadn't been away. Like their Gav's voice and Shawnee's voice and the fucking boys. It was like, I was like, oh my God, man. And then I remember what, we'd watched them from the when they did the whole set, every tune, dude. Like they're fucking just the hits, man. Like just amazing. It was, I was just super nostalgic, but just super like the, the fucking energy in the room was amazing. Then we saw him at Summit Download as well. Yeah. And that was fucking like biblical, man. I almost, almost cried. And I crowd surfed as well to Riot and fucking, geez, I couldn't walk. Yeah. Like, two days after. Oh, you that. couldn't walk. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that you crowd surfed it, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't mind me stepping here, like it, it was no, cool. For- it was cool. It was amazing from an outsider's perspective. Like you say, we all had the nostalgia. Of hearing these tunes from back in the day, we played again. But knowing and meeting the lads on the day and seeing their reaction, yeah, was that was the like I'll say like if you watch the crowd's reaction, you know they're gonna lose their shit because they're hearing all the tunes for the first time in what seven eight years, whatever it was. But just to see their reaction as well, like uh, it was was sick, really good, really good show, really good couple of shows actually we downloaded as well. Amazing, magical man. Yeah. But talking of shows, you've just done your EP release show back on Friday, the twenty seventh. How was yeah. that? It was good, man. It was good. It was it was nice to finally do a headline because we, to be honest, we've been putting it off for a while. We just wanted to sort of support. It's well, it's a it's a lot of pressure, you know, to hope for like, <laughs> will, will people come, you know, yeah. and um. We just wanted to build for like the last two years. We've just wanted to build a fan base and just play to other people's crowds. If we're completely honest, you know, we don't want to, you know, we're not going to pretend that people are going to fucking turn up for us kind of thing. So, you know, we sort of done the last, we got away with it for the last year and a half. And then we all, when we'd released the EP, we're like, do you know what? Let's, we need to celebrate it finally. You know, um, we can, we can do it. And um, yeah, it was awesome, man. It was loads of friends and family and stuff there and and um it was, night, great. It? it was a great night yeah yeah i um i didn't really appreciate it until like sunday i think because i was fucking hanging saturday after it and <laughs> sort of like yeah like when i it was yeah it was it was really good man and just like i say it was it was awesome for us to, to celebrate what we what we've sort of created i said to the boys i was like remember this is for us do you know what i mean don't you know it's our sort of it's our night. Do, it's our night do you know what i mean let's just go and sell and we played the EP sort of front to back and some of the some of the older ones and yeah it was class it was really good man was it like, uh, it's always nerve-wracking even that first headline show mm-hmm. like Mike said like there's not any band in particular but there's a there's a bands that I see out there now who have been band together six months and they'll do a headline show like that and it and it looks it looks empty because I haven't they haven't put the graft in yet to, to to build the fan base to I don't want to say to warrant a headline show, but to make the, the first headline show something special. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of glad we held off for so long. And right, let's go and play to as many people as we can who have not heard of us and let's pick up fans along the way. So when yeah. we do do a headline show, it's good to have your friends and family there, but it's also good to have people who you don't know there at the same time who were there to support the band as the band and as not as individuals. 
if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was class. It was good. It was really good. Night. It was a good night. Yeah. Have you got any more shows lined up? I couldn't see any on the website, but I don't know if there was anything that's been not um, anything. Nothing for this year, but um, some stuff in the pipeline for next year, hopefully, um, which should be which should be good. I think we the plan is now we sort of we we knew that a lot of this year would be writing and recording the EP. Um, and we've, we've sort of said the plan is now just to, next year will just be shows wh- wherever we'll have us um, as many as we can pretty much as well as writing for an, an album. So yeah, we'll, th- there will, there will be definitely more just, just, just keep an eye on the old socials and all that sort of stuff that we, yeah, hundred percent more shows coming. And we'll, 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 we've played a variety of shows in the past, like we'll play metalcore shows and don't just play, with bands that sound of a similar sort of genre, so if people have us, we'll we'll play. Yeah, we can sort of ride the line. I think with what we do, which is pretty yeah. cool. We sort of we've been the heaviest band on a bill before, and we've been the lightest band, believe it or not, which is you know sort of gets you out there to different crowds and stuff. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we will be playing next year, definitely. Yeah, hopefully the end of this. Year. I don't know. We might might some shit might come this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I got me eye on one show that I'd like, but we'll see. So it happens. I did want to ask before we start wrapping things up, the artwork for your EPs, especially the most recent one. Yeah. Who does your artwork? Because it's awesome. Like it's so good. <laughs> um the first two were a chap. He was a brummy. Um and he's he went by the name of Hex yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um he went by the name of Hexagram. And um, yeah, he, he smashed out the first two, and then the, the newest one was a chap called Antonio, who I found online. And dude, he's fucking amazing! Like you, you like our EP is cool, but the shit he does, like I'll link you, I'll link you after this to his page because he's absolutely amazing. And um, he did a he did a fantastic job with that EP. We sort of had the rough idea. I sort of sent him, and he sort of sent us back about three ideas and that one just stood out man with the sort of the comedy mask you know and the obviously the 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 demon or the devil or whatever that whatever it is like in hell kind of thing so it's sort of you know it went really well but yeah i love it absolutely love it i want to get it as a print it was a it was effortless as well wasn't it yeah yeah dude yeah just it it wasn't it wasn't one of these where it was back and forth back and forth back and forth it was like let the artist do the art if you know what i mean yeah we've got the ideas you just that's what that's what he does, and literally it was like, look, say it was second or third one that come back. It was like, well, that's it. He he nailed it, smashed it. Yeah, fucking awesome. And I like hundred percent want to work with him again on the um, yeah. on the album because you know we haven't done vinyl and stuff yet. But if we do an album, I'd love to sort of look at releasing some vinyl with some like gate, you know, big gate folded like giant bits oh. of art, and you know. A real, real something really, really cool. So I know he'd be the man for the job for that hundred percent. Yeah, I think he, he yeah, he'd smash it hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you want to make it special for the first one as well. Oh yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. I want I lyrics it... in there and all sorts of shit. Do you know what I mean? Thank you, page. Remember them? Thank you, pages and that. Lyric, lyric sheets. Lyric sheets, mate. I want it like old school, not like a fucking little tiny square on your fucking phone like it is now. Do you know what I mean? Annoying. It's, uh, yeah. I, but I, I'd be interested to see what he would come up with if we had like an album's worth of songs. 
because the whole the whole concept of the EP was a little bit of everything yeah. of the music. So if you double the amount of volume of music in there, what would he come up with he with his artwork anyway? So I I'd be I'm kind of excited to see yeah, what so happens over the next twelve months in in both our music and the visuals that come with it as well. Definitely, man. I, I was yep. I was gonna ask what's the like 2024 vision board looking like for you guys, but as you were saying earlier, it's touring. And I'm guessing it's now writing and getting ready for that album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'll be it. That'll literally be, be rehearsing every Thursday, which we do. Um, rehearse a set, and then it will be right in the in the um in there as well. Someone brings a song. Like I say, we've got so much stuff. Like it's it's. I'm so excited to sort of. Yeah. I don't think we've even scratched the surface. I honestly, we haven't scratched the surface of what we can do. Um. So yeah, that'll be it. Just right, 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 and then get in the studio as quick as we can in, in 2025, like the start of 2025 really, and just turn it around as quick as we can and come out with the album at some I point think, in 2025. I think, I think the album would be 25. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. But but we'd also, we've also talked about doing a single or two next year. Yeah. If we, if, in if the meantime. We, yeah, if we can. Yeah. Try and, try and keep the... um. Trying to keep the you know like the the, the ball rolling kind of thing because as Ben mentioned earlier it's quite easy to fall to the back of the pile these days you know what I mean there's yeah. so much so much music coming out some of it absolutely fantastic some of it absolutely dog shit um so it's you know you got to stay relevant so yeah we'll try as, as hopefully yeah get some singles out before the album there's, a, uh, there's the whole sorry Jane I was, I was just gonna say there's a love song to Warsaw's River and there's a Nickelback cover in there that there's there's tons to be done. Well, if you, if you uh, go back to the our first EP, there's a song called "01922" on there. Yeah. It's about it's about Warsaw. Of course. Uh, yeah, read read the lyrics. It's, 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 I wouldn't say it's a love song. Shithole, shithole, shithole. Pretty much. <laughs> you read the lyrics book then? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll put it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned shows and you mentioned about trying to play where you can. I mean, uh, if you hadn't noticed, uh, we are ambassadors for the Sofa Lancaster Foundation and we put our own shows on. Um, so I'm kind of glad I want to just introduced to you now because we've got a show coming up in Birmingham, funnily enough, oh, okay. uh, in, three, in three weeks' time. Um, so I would have absolutely had you down for that. So I'm hoping that maybe we can talk next first shows next year if you're down. Um, <laughs> Is that one yeah, of the? We... Is it? Is it at the subside? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Someone. I think someone approached us, but we, one of us is away. We can't do it. Like, but I think we did get approached about. I think. Am I? Am I that up? Yeah, we had um, three bands originally. Then we got approached by another band to ask if they could play. Uh, well, we had somebody on the in, not on the inside, but someone was like, "Oh, so and so wants to play. Can they?" I was like, "Yeah." Uh, okay. So. I think somebody might have done that on our behalf without us oh. knowing about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, no, but we, yeah, one of us isn't available, so we, we, we what might have happened, but yeah, unfortunately, but definitely That's the next fine. one, man. Let us know. Yeah, but if you're free that night, come on down because it's going to be a fucking great night. Quality. Because you boys will be there. We'll be there. Yes. We're hosting. We're hosting. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, amazing. All right, yeah, super. yeah. Cool. Because as, as much as Mr. Stevens likes to mock our great city, yes, I know we're bankrupt again. Before you fucking say it, one thing that can't be taken away is. Our music scene is incredible. We've got great bands, great venues. For those listening, though, you guys have been touring throughout this, playing shows around Birmingham. What are some of the uh, local bands that you think people should keep an ear out for? 
um, our, our bros in a band called Brook Horse, who are fuck it, they played with us on Friday. Um, they're amazing. There's a band called Joanna Ray as well, who played with us on Friday. They're fucking amazing. Flesh Creep. Flesh, yeah. There's a band called Flesh, like punk, hardcore, like sick. Um, who else, Ben? There's uh, a band called There's a band called Appraised up. from more of the Wolverhampton way. My old band played the show with them couple of weeks back and they're like a biohazardy style just proper raw through and through hard good band and they were yeah the wicked you got the new boys in Wither as well. Yeah band called Wither. Um Grief Ritual, but they're a combination actually of, of Brum and Gloucester, so that's quite a cool yeah combo. it's like you two. <laughs> um yeah. band, band version of you guys, yeah they're a great band. <laughs> yeah, else, boys in Ill Vision. There's... Ill Vision, yeah of course, yeah. Yeah, there's so so many now out there. It's uh, but Brum is it, sick, man. Brummer's Brummer's is the scene is thriving, and I've said it before. And I, I don't know if people sort of looked away from our city. You know, I don't, everyone always looks at London and other places and stuff. But fuck Manchester. me, yeah, there's Brummer's has got some 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 talent, man. So you know, if, if anyone listening to this, just just if you go on Instagram, man, I'm sure you can just, you'll find a band, you can jump to another band because we're always posting about each other and stuff. And mm-hmm. we've actually got a playlist actually on Spotify and we've got all our, all our mates bands on there. So check that out on our Spotify page. Some sick shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of cool shit and it's all different. Yeah. Easy. Which is, which is a good thing as well. Mm-hmm. But last thing from myself, this is a question I like to ask every musician we have on the show. People listening to this, they're, they're liking the cut of your jib, as I, as I like to say. What is a couple of songs from your back catalogue that you'd recommend people to go listen to, to get a feel for what Fangs Out are about? Could be personal favourites or songs that mean something special to you, whatever it may be. What one or two you'd recommend? One, Ben. Uh, so I'd go with... <sighs> For variety, uh, it's your funeral off the new one because that's because he wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but like that's that that's the heavier side of the band. Yeah, that is much. That's the heavy side of what we do. Sabbath tone. Yeah, because that's your more commercially esque song. The more commercial side of the band, and. Number three, oh well, no loss, because that's the complete shot in the dark. That's the complete, doesn't sound like anything else we've ever done before. It's a slow, sludgy, Sabbathy style tune. And yeah. it, it, but it sounds like us at the same time. Yeah, man. I don't know. Those would be my three anyway. I mean, we've only got like, how many songs have we got? Five, eight. I'm trying to do maths here again. Probably. Well, E and GCSEs. What am well, I doing? Live on air. No, 14, <laughs> including the singles. We've, we've got 14 tunes, mate. They're only about two and a half minutes long. You can smash them all out in fucking half hour. Yeah. <laughs> Just listen to a song between every advert on the TV. It's fine. Literally, you're sweet. <laughs> Log on to our Spotify page and then, yeah, you're done. Just start washing up and then you'll you, you'll still be washing up when the songs are done. So. <laughs> <laughs> Won't take long. Phenomenal. Mr. Stevens, do you have any more questions for our wonderful guests? I do. I normally, um, I know you've only been around for about five five years or so, but 
when you first started out, like obviously with the, I don't know what your original idea was for the band, where you want to take it. I'm assuming just high as you can possibly fucking go. But did you think that even with the pandemic, this is where you'd be today now with, you know, you repeat out, you've played, a, you've headlined your own hometown show and now you're looking at an album? No, no. <laughs> it, it, it started as, like I said at the beginning, it was just like, we'll just do, we'll just do one EP. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, we'll just do it for fun. And it's just snowballed really. And next year's looking awesome. And, you know, I think there's more opportunities to come for us and yeah we just didn't think that'd be like you say where we are sort of now I didn't again coming back to you boys I didn't think people would want to sort of talk to us four or five years ago and it was just some dudes in a fucking practice room um yeah having a go like I didn't think we'd be on sort of podcasts with sort of you know you lovely gents talking about our music and shit so it's just it's fucking awesome man so I think yeah sky's sky's the limit really I think we're just sort of taking it day by day aren't we mate I think it's it's yeah it's uh it it's good because we enjoy it mm. and that's the difference. It's like we, like Mike said, we we rehearse every week, and even if it's just running the set, yeah, we're still all there every week, same time, yeah, doing that's the same. Then it after we, a shit week, didn't it? Yeah, we were, if we've had shit weeks, tired, kind of can't be asked to do anything. We're still going to a practice room. We still smash it out week in week out. Mm. We've still got ideas flowing. So if it wasn't fun, we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But the yeah. fact we're doing, like people who enjoy it, and we're starting to um, get the rewards from the hard work. It, it just goes hand in hand. It, it, it makes it makes it less hard work. Yeah. So yeah, man. But- you can definitely, from where you said that the fact that you love it, is you can definitely hear that you love it in the music. Because I found with that that latest EP of yours, I went back and listened to the two and was like, fuck me, where have these guys been? Um, so I'm just going to say that I wish you every success going forward. And I'm really, really excited to see what's going to happen with you guys because I, I, I think it's going to blow up. I really do. If you keep going the way you're going, you're going to be headlining shit. I hope so. <laughs> No, again, thank you I, very I, much, sir. That, that's, that's yeah, thank you. That's fucking awesome of you to say. And like, yeah, fingers crossed, man. Hopefully, we don't let you down. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> just don't come and see us. <laughs> I would have been there Friday if I'd, you know, if I'd actually done my fucking research before then. <laughs> so, like, like we say, there's a the stuff to to be kind of announced, which you'll be. Yeah, there's there's, there's a lot more coming in twenty four. A lot more. It's going to be good. Yeah. Gents, before we let you get out of here, any plugs, social medias, websites, anything you want people to go and check out? Uh, we are pretty much fangs out music on everything, I think. Yeah. Um, obviously, the main one, go and listen Go and listen to our new EP, please. Uh, the Humour in Hell on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream your tunes. Um, yeah, and... That's it, really. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to this more of this podcast. Go back no. to other episodes. Support you, boys. Yep. Plug Appreciate the fuck that. out of these lads. Boys, <laughs> this has been unbelievable. Thank you so much for taking time Thank out you of very much. to sit and chat uh, to us. Um... <laughs> no, boys, I, I know I've said it, but we honestly really, really do appreciate both of you, man. You, you lads are fucking awesome. This has been really, really fun, man. Yeah, it's been you, a, man. yeah, it's been fucking class. So thank you. And hopefully uh, we more? meet you in the flesh at some point, man. Yes. 
Well, if you're free November 22nd, come on, add a sub side. It'd be great. It'd be amazing to have you there. Awesome. Um, we've got some plans. It's going to be it's Sophie's birthday that weekend. Is it all so amazing, we've got, man? We've got some plans coming up to do with the, when we're there. So if you can Fantastic. be there, that would be amazing. Don't stress too much if not. Okay. Um, but it would be great to have you. No, awesome. All right. Nice one, boys. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. No, thank thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening. We'll speak to you soon. And you, thank lads. You right. Take care, man. See Take you later, it easy. Guys. See you later. Bye-bye. 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 What an absolutely phenomenal conversation. Like I said, I see huge things on the horizons for these boys. And typically, the day after we did this interview, they get announced as part of the lineup for next year's 2003s. I was like, could, we couldn't have talked about it, could we? You couldn't have given us a little exclusive in here, could you? Could you? It's fine. We'll get them. At, we'll get them at there. Not literally. We're going to get you um, at the festival next year. So it's all good. It's all good, boys. Congratulations on the 2000 trees announcement. Absolutely. Uh, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing you, uh, hopefully in person at a show sometime down the line. But what we really hope is that you all enjoyed listening to it as we did recording it. Jamie, hello, sir. Nice little transition. We like the transition from the from the interview to the to the show. I always talk about it so that everyone knows the show is now beginning. Um, so it's always one of those things. Where it's like, by the way, guys, we're now transit. I thought I deleted my notes and I haven't. Thank fucking no. Christ! I was really scared then that I deleted everything. Um, anyway, uh, when you were a kid, and yes. you probably do this fucking now. To be fair, with the way your brain's wired, when you were at a park. Yes. And you went on the swings, right? Yes. Did you ever do that thing where you don't actually swing, you twizzle? Did you ever just twizzle so much that the chains, they were chains as well, they weren't like rubber, they were fucking like metal chains, would uh, twizzle so much that you then had to stick your head down because it come down over the top of your neck. And you had to crouch down so far, then let go, and you just spin really, really quickly. To answer your question in two parts, yes, I did. And yes, I do. I thought so. You still don't know, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Of course. I never, I don't think I ever used to do it so far out to like lean my head forward. I can't right now because it'll hurt. But I don't think I ever did like twisted it that far down. My God. But I yeah. always went to see how far I could go. Like I go until like I literally couldn't move any further and I just let go and let it spin around. And then obviously it would re it'd re wrap, it'd re twizzle. So you have to like be quick to like duck down just in case like pinches your neck or whatever. But I, the only reason I brought this up was because um, on Karis's birthday, I took her for a meal down um, at the deck in Penarth um, on the docks. And I was walking past, I was walking past, I just happened to be a kid's park. I walked by, I, I just happened to I just hit the table. Sorry about that. I just happened to turn to my right and there's a girl doing it, just twizzling and she was getting down. And I was like, I remember doing that as a kid. Just, just blew my mind a little bit. And I was yeah. like, oh, parks. I remember when I find it really fucking co- clever and cool to spin the roundabout as fast as physically fucking possible and then try and jump off it and land on my feet, oh, which yeah. obviously never happened. <laughs> Ever. No, I was never that brave. Never that brave. Not but, a roundabout fan. No. Probably is we're doing that with the spinny thing on the swings now. Now you're older, like, because your legs are longer. You've got to, like, get them, like, almost above your head to enjoy the spinning motion because they just hit the floor so much faster. It's not as fun when you're a grown-up, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it because it's still you've got a bit a, fun. You've basically got, like, Dalcine from Street Fighter <laughs> and do the cross-legged like, <laughs> swing thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try it next time. I'm going to go cross-legged, yes. That might work. Why'd you, jump, 
Yeah, why? Are you okay? Why not? Like, think about it's logically. Oh, I better put my legs over my head so that I don't hit the floor. It's taken you 109 editions this question to ask if I'm okay. Come on. That's a very good point. <laughs> but did you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever have like the local kids who were absolute dickheads that used to swing the seats all the way over so they'd be right at the top yes. and none of the kids could play? If you were one of those kids, you're a dick. All right, just 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 say that. Just just put it out there. But you're I used to do that, and then I'd push them back over again and break until they're back down. That's fine. That's fine because it was a bit of fun to do. But you got to put them back afterwards. But people are left it there, so none of the kids could play. You're a dick. Simple. But I wonder who thought of the roundabout. I thought that'd be a really fucking good idea for a play park. I don't really know. Do you know what I mean? Like, what have you got here? Well, I'll tell you what I've got here, Barry, right, is I've got a circle, okay? That's it. What? Literally, this circle's just going to spin. We'll put a few bars and seats in, and it'll just spin around. That's it. That's all it does. Yeah, we're going to call it a roundabout. You've seen them on roads. Might as well put them in a kid's park, eh? They want to hurt themselves. Yeah, but it's fine. It's what happens, isn't it? All right, okay, if you're sure about that, Steve. Yeah, that's fine. No worries. Okay, cool. Lovely. Yeah, whack them in. Why don't they spin themselves around really, really fast and then feel really, really dizzy and maybe be sick of it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's let the parents deal with that, Barry. Let's get on the pub, mate. I used to love those rope things that go like would go really, really high up. Like jungle gym kind oh, of thing. Like yeah, 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 yeah. They were great. Like a, not a not that's like net or mesh, whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. I don't know what they're um, made of. They still exist, and I'm still not really sure what they are. <laughs> just rope, I guess. I don't really know. Um, one thing that really blew my mind going to the animal kingdom is when goats were created. Um, why? Hang on, before you start being a massive goat lover, because everybody else is. Um, mountain goats. Yes. Who? In their right fucking mind. Even the goats themselves. Why do they think, do you know what? God, I'd love to live on the side of a mountain with nowhere to stand. That would be the greatest thing ever to make sure I have as little footing platform as physically possible so I can sit and just chill. And that's it. I'm just going to stand there on the side of a 250,000 foot drop and just chill because it's nice. To be fair, yeah, you can't really argue with that. But the one thing I've learned about goats, as much as I love them, they're not the most intelligent of animals, are they? Let's, let's... <laughs> well, who's hanging on the side of a fucking mountain? And it goes, oh, actually, there's less space up there. I might go and climb to that one instead. And aren't they hooved? Like, yeah. how the fuck are you? What are you climbing with? How are they doing it? Are they swimming with their teeth? Is it? Have they got their fucking little tiny antler? Have they got antlers? They've got antlers, have they? Not antlers. Um, what are they called? Horns. Rams have, thank you. Um, <laughs> just a massive fucking goat with antlers. Like, Sounds is that a baby reindeer? Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good point. You'd think at some point during the evolutionary chain of mountain goats, one of them would be gone. This is a really dumb idea. We should like go down there. There's grass and shit down there, and I ain't going to yeah, fall. And- and a lot of floor that I can walk across. Yeah. But no, I'm quite happy in my little... Per- I wonder how they eat when they're there. They go, Barry! Barry! <laughs> you got grass? You got corn? Can you throw it down? I'll try and catch it. <laughs> and obviously, if they let it go, it like blows away somewhere. They're like, oh, bollocks. 
<laughs> Chuck us down some grass, Barry. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> but obviously, grass is so light. I'll probably just like twizzle loads and then just like disappear off into the. Like, oh, fuck's sake. I better go and get my own. <laughs> but obviously, I'm hooved. So, how am I going to get up there? I wouldn't really jump. I feel like me and you need to do like a David Attenborough style program. <laughs> Could you imagine? And now we see the <laughs> stupid twat on the side of a rock. What the fuck is he doing up there? <laughs> Doesn't you know life would be easier to just be on the ground? Silly bollock. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I bet birds are like, oh, fuck, what's he doing? What's this twat here? Look at him. <laughs> it's like soaring through, like, oh, this is lovely. This lovely. Lots of room up here. That's beautiful. I'm just going to sit down and watch because this is going to be fucking hilarious because he's going to fall and I can't wait. <laughs> You never see them fall, though. No, they're really good at it. Just, I don't get how. But saying that, I don't generally <laughs> sit there and watch them, so they could fall. <laughs> and that's what we don't know, is that the rocks have a little bit of a lift. So, like, when no one's looking, they just, like, knock a button. It's like, Zzz. it just takes a lot. Yeah, be alive. Anyway. <laughs> finally, like I said, love to do things in three, because it feels weird otherwise. I absolutely hate I've noticed this more recently as I'm getting older. Why, out of all your body parts, does the knee like to fuck with you? Oh, yeah. Every now and again, it's like, la, 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 walking like a normal... It's like, oh, your knees, like, buckle a little bit. But it's almost like it's the knees down again. I've got got him. That's the other knee. I've got fucking got him. You see him go. He almost went. Like, they're practical jokes. I look at it. It's, it's so all true. The point of loads of people. It's it's have it buckles on you, like you're saying, or like one of them would just randomly start hurting, and you end up walking with this weird limp. This happened to me like two weeks ago. So I'm walking around, my neck like on a weird angle, my arm dodgy because I've not been well. My left knee's decided to play up. I was like, "Fuck, I'm only 37. What the hell is happening to me right now?" <laughs> like, I'm falling. There's, there's toilet rails. <laughs> I'm gonna need one soon. I think I. <laughs> But I reckon the ankles get jealous. And I reckon the ankles look and go, I could do a better job of that. And then when your foot goes inside, it goes inwards. Oh. When you walk, yeah, that's the word. When you're walking again and your foot goes, does this. And you're like, Jesus Christ. It's always in front of loads of people. And the ankles, they're going, fucking showed you knee, didn't I, you prick? At least the knee, when it does it, it's just a temporary thing. The ankle likes to do it in style. But my mate Matt's got to go for an operation because he was walking down the stairs and he rolled his ankle. Like he was just literally just walking down the stairs in his house. Nothing interesting whatsoever. And now he's got to go for a like minor operation. He's like, I'm oh, just walking down the stairs. That was it. Like, just it, I feel like when 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 man or and woman were created, that they kind of like got lost around 35. <laughs> they kind of like just didn't know what to do with us. They're a bit like, oh well, yeah, shit. What are we gonna do with that now? Do you know what? We'll just let them figure out for themselves. <laughs> We're not doing a very good job of it. No, it's when like you sleep <laughs> and you wake up and you go, I can't turn my head to the left. Why? Because you like crutch your neck, sleeping funny. <laughs> and you're like, well, I can't I look left? So you try to look left, you're like, No, I look at the eyes, I do the eyes instead. <laughs> Why can't I be my head? It's nuts. So I, I remember when uh, I was at school, I think it was in sixth form, and I literally was like this, and I was like, I can't move my head. Why can't I move my head? Like at all. I literally couldn't move it. I was just like this. And so that's to take me home. That happened to me. 
when I, I was in senior school, my mom had to take me to the doctors because I literally could not move my head. I woke up and could not move my head at all. Did you get a cream for it or something? I, well, I don't know. It surprised me no doctors in the 90s. Just put some ointment on it, you'll be fine, love. Just give it a minute. I mean, it was the early 2000s when I was at the school that turned Jeremy, so I don't know how old you think you are, but... Because <laughs> it's because anyway. how you fucking feel, that's why. <laughs> well, I was about to ask, how are you doing? Uh, not to put a sour note on it, but I'm pretty fed up, to be honest. I'd just like to just stop being in pain 24-7 now. It'd be really nice. If no one knows, Jamie's fucked his shoulder. Yeah, shoulder. Because it's neck. all Yay. he fucking talks about. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me a second. Give me a sec. Oh, yeah. I've got this hot water bottle, you see, look, cause, because it's fucked here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The temptation to just get it out and put it on my shoulder right now is so high from stop. I'm not doing it while we're recording. So shush. <laughs> Do you know what you need, Jay? You need heroin. Oh, that'd be wonderful. To be fair, they it's gave playing. me some morphine the last time I was in a and I was like, can I have some more of that? That'd be great. <laughs> I'd love some of that. <laughs> Your theme is like, I just want to go to. I was going to use the hot water bottle, but then I got high. <laughs> I, was, I asked for more morphine, and then I got high. <laughs> you know, I'd love some of that right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that song wouldn't even be fucking allowed to be played anymore. I know. I'm amazed. I oh my god, thing. have you heard this? Have you heard this dribble? What the fuck is he on about getting high? How dare he put that on the radio? Considering they're stopping doing one of the most iconic scenes in The Simpsons now because it's no longer appropriate in this day and age, just like, come on. You can have to elaborate. Have you not heard this? Apparently, um, Homer will no longer strangle Bart. They're taking it. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. Um, have you just just on the off on the off chance download? Obviously, this is we're recording this Tuesday night. Download are making their announcement in fifteen minutes, right? Yes. Have you seen Barclay Card? I've already done it. I've heard that they've done it, but I've not seen who they announced. Barclay Card have already announced the headliners. Doesn't fucking surprise me somehow. Which is hilarious. People are like, "Oh, it's for our early bird tickets." Like, do you want me to tell you who it is? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll find out in 15, uh, once we get off this anyway. So, so Barclay Card are like, lovely, come and see Queens of the Stone Age, Fallout Boy, and Avenged Sevenfold headline download this year in 2024. Really? And I was like, yeah. Queens of the Stone Age, a headlining download. Okay. That's what Barclay Card have put, unless they're just a band on the bill. Maybe. But, hmm. I mean, they've been around for donkeys, so... They have. I just, I don't know. I never saw them as headlining. Oh, I'm just not a fan. Just don't care. I like the old. I liked that one album that I can't remember the name of. I remember the album cover, but it was red. I don't know. Never really did it for me. But there we are. No, but yeah, I just find it absolutely hilarious how Barclay Card have gone and just like fucked it. I think. I someone... wonder who's no longer going to be a sponsor anymore. <laughs> Someone else did it to Bloodstock as well. Like, a day or two before, they posted like the free headliners, and Opeth was one of them. Like, just before Bloodstock were going to announce Opeth as the third headliner, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, bastards. Like, everyone, so, everyone on social media is like, yeah, we know who it is. We, we don't care. Like, we know. You can't really hide things anymore on social no. media, on, online. Nothing can be, nothing's kayfabe anymore. Like, I was watching some classic WWF earlier, and I was like, oh, this just used to be fucking unreal. This just used to be so good when you had no idea about, and you know, you just believed whatever you wanted to believe. 
it was just however you could make your own story you didn't have to worry about like people being like oh my god like this this is like people who write blogs like i understand people who write vlogs and blogs and all that sort of stuff for, for us and everything but i couldn't watch it it would just i'd, I'd be like well i know what happens what's the point yeah i just get fed up of everything being ruined and leaked nowadays that's why i don't enjoy it it's just okay you've told me now Whoopee. i don't care but apparently marvel because of jonathan majors have you seen this story um, I think I know what you're referring to, but uh, Jonathan Majors got arrested. Obviously, being playing Kang the Conqueror, he's been arrested. So they're thinking of putting Doctor Doom in instead. Yes, I did as, as the main villain. Yes. Yeah, but I'm actually quite bored of superhero stuff. I'm actually really bored of it to the point where I haven't watched Guardians. I haven't watched uh, Loki season two. I can't be bothered. Just can't be asked. I watch them, but they don't excite me as much as they have been. Oh, shut up, Jamie. You love No, everything. genuinely don't. This season of Loki's been good. I've been enjoying it. It's not been as good as the first season, but I am enjoying it. I'm really... It's more like I'm intrigued where the fuck this is going, but, like, Guardians 3 was was all right. Loki, Thor 3 was fucking dreadful. I watched it again the other week. Thor 3 was, was fucking amazing. Sorry, Thor, Thor, Thor 4. Sorry. Dreadful. I watch. I do this every now and again. I'm like, let me rewatch it. Let me see if it is as bad as I remember it being. And I watched it. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking awful. Like, why? Just why is this a thing? So yeah, I think the fatigue has hit a little bit now. They need to do something big if they want to get the audience back now. Why well, you haven't got Batman fatigue? That's fucking out every year I'm with someone new. No, yeah, Batman fatigue. I'm still waiting for fucking Batman with Pattinson again. I'm just I'm waiting for my second part of that. Anyway, you asked me how I was. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm not uh, ejaculating over Batman. I put it that way. Um, yeah, uh, no, I'm fine. Absolutely fine. Just not a lot's really going on, mate. Because of the there's not a lot really happening. So, just yeah. absolute bog standard usual bullshit. But yeah, we 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 did two phenomenal interviews. I know that much. So you know, we which did. is obviously. There were just some two. Uh, I'm going to say this now. This is out in two weeks' time, um, and obviously uh, we'll call it the week before because you know we don't dunk our carrots. Uh, but I feel like you'll forget if I say it now. We did a very special interview last night. <laughs> Excuse me, terribly sorry. And it really, truly puts everything into perspective. Where you go, fuck, I love even you know even if one person listened a week. I'd be happy with that. Do you know what I mean? Because we're doing shit. We, we get to talk to people that we'd never thought possible and just having a really good time. Um, but there's a very special interview me and Jamie did last night. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was just great. So thank you to everyone that's been on this show so far uh, and to all the future guests that come on in the future. It's just been, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome. It is amazing. It like, yeah, it was a very special interview. Like I could have spoken to that man for hours and hours. I really could have. I yeah, cannot same. wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, it's absolutely. Well, what have you been doing yourself anyway? Not a fat lot, really, because I've mostly been stuck at home. Um, I've, I've, I've ventured out the house twice. Um, I went for a family meal for Becky's dad's birthday. So we went for food at the pub. That was, it was nice. And we, on Sunday, went to go see Disney on Ice. We brought tickets for Olivia absolutely ages ago quite anxious we weren't sure how she was going to react because she's not one for big crowds and stuff like that but she absolutely loved it and i was so grateful because where we were our tickets 
we were like dead center. So I didn't need to look left. I didn't need to look right. I could just look dead ahead and I wasn't in any pain. And I was like, I can enjoy myself. This is nice. I'm enjoying this. But no, it was good fun to be Obviously, it weren't aimed for me. I'm not fucking six years old. But it was it was a good bit of fun watching someone dressed as Ariel spin around in circles midair and all this sort of shit. But it was a good bit of fun. Yeah. The kid enjoyed it. That's the most important. Did she not find it weird that a mermaid was out of the water? Oddly enough, she didn't question anything like that. Like The only thing she didn't like was they did... Um, I don't know if you've seen Moana, but there's like a fire creature in it. And they basically put like a streak of fire on the ice. And she was like, nope, didn't like that. I don't like that. Don't like that, daddy. Didn't like that. Didn't like that. Other than that, fucking loved it. Absolutely loved it. Her face lit up when all the princesses come out. I was like, I like this. This is good. She's coming out of her shell a bit. So, yeah, she absolutely loved it. Um, But other than that, I've been staying at home, like I said. Um, I've been playing around my 3D printer a bit more. I realised we brought this new microphone absolutely donkeys ago. I didn't have a mic stand for it, so I printed my own. <laughs> what did we do it before? I basically just put it on the side at a weird angle, like because it's got like the attachment to go on a mic stand. So I just sort of had it positioned. I was like, yeah, I wonder if I could find a file for a, a mic stand. So I printed my own mic stand. And yeah, I've been printing some bits for family members for things that want and stuff like that. Just, just, it's just fun using it, really. I've, I've used a lot oh, of my weird. It's so weird how you can now print actual things. It's it didn't think that's insane. Who came up with that idea? I don't know, but I, I fucking love it. But it takes so print. long. Oh well, yeah, I'm, but just the concept that like, that's a thing now is is insane to me. Absolutely insane. It is bonkers. Like uh, my kid's nan is making like a carousel thing for Christmas. She loves, she's very crafty. She likes making like Christmas decorations and stuff. She wants to make a carousel. So I've been printing her like 3D horses on the print on the printer for her to, to attach to the carousel. And it's gonna look wicked once it's done. I was like, oh, I've had a part in this. I feel, I feel like I've achieved something this Christmas now. Everyone's just getting 3D printed things for Christmas this year. I'm just gonna print everyone like loads of little penises or something. I don't know. Everyone's just getting 3D printed to us. Um, other than that, uh, what else have I done? I've finally been playing a game I got for Christmas last year because I've actually had time to myself. I've finally been playing. Do you remember the Avengers game that came out about two and a half years ago? I've finally been playing that. It's pretty good. That game got a lot of bad press. I'm really enjoying it. I don't know why people really slated on it, to be honest. I'm enjoying it. I don't know if you ever played it, but... yeah. Did you like it or no? It was all right. It got confusing um, at one point, but I, don't, I didn't I, really know. Yeah, I was going to say the maps, like the mission layout, that does confuse me. I'm like, what mission am I doing right now? Like, <laughs> But as soon yeah, as I'm actually playing the story, I'm enjoying it. It's just getting there. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. But that's pretty much it. What about you, my friend? What have you been up to? Um, Again... Rhiannon, a lot of Rhiannon. Um, we've got two massive events tomorrow. I'm really excited because my commission for Christmas is insane. I just need these people to turn up, and it's tomorrow and Thursday. So I'm like, uh, I think I'm working like eight thirty till three thirty, and I'm just gonna be on that phone going, "Where are you? Where are you? What's your ETA? Where are you?" It's all I'm gonna do tomorrow and Thursday. Um, so I'm excited because my commission is delish, and I'm pretty sure. 
if we hit target for the whole event, the commission doubles. So I'm pretty sure, which means I'll hit four figures and it'll be a tasty four figures or not just not just over the line so i'm like and it's december pay so i'm like come on yeah like <laughs> I, so I, i'm getting like amped up other people go excuse me tom it's like too short notice i'm like yeah hence why the start of a message says i appreciate it's a short notice and a long shot but message so like <laughs> do you know what i mean like i hate people to do that um so yeah so i'm like come on but I'm now trying to like get more people in for November because it just adds to December. So I'm like, come on, just get everyone involved. It's, it's great. Um, yeah, so I'm actually enjoying it, um, which is good. And what's great, as I alluded to last week when I messaged you, which is that on my personal laptop, which I'm using right now, I put AEW or WWE on <laughs> and I'm working. I'm just like, this is great because it, it just, it's just because it, it, it makes the day fucking fly by. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I won more money in the NFL this weekend just gone. Um, I so I, I thumped it into my debts. And I mean, I thumped it in my debts. But what really pissed me off was I paid like a lot off of two of my debts and I saved £50, which is like nothing. I spent over 300 quid, right, on two mm. debts, uh, not each, like as a total. And I saved myself £50. And I was like, really? Are you for fucking exactly interest? I suppose it's how they make money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's great that I say fifty quid. Yeah, the one's not until February, so I'm like, oh, so I said twenty pound for the next two months. Thanks, thanks. (laughs) Was it really worth it? (laughs) Moz has just kept that for Christmas. There we are. Exactly. but we booked everything for London for Karis's birthday for Moulin Rouge the weekend before Christmas. So uh, that's all sorted. Uh, we're staying in fucking Tower Bridge. Oh my God. Like it, it's stunning. So yeah, I wanted to make it a bit special because obviously with the birthday and everything and before Crimbo. Um, but Aberdeen made the Scottish League Cup final on Saturday. I was very fucking happy. The final is on the Sunday that we're there. Oh. And I was like, can we find a pub at three? She's like, are you for real? I was like, yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. You're going to see Moulin Rouge. Let me watch a football game in a pub. Come on. It's not the <laughs> biggest ask in the world. Um, but we'll work something out. Um, so I was very happy with that. Uh, uh, we did two phenomenal interviews um, on the Sunday and, on the, and last night. Um, they're both great. Can't wait to release them. Um so yeah, and that's that's it's just literally been trickling, just doing a bit of chilling out, watching a lot of sport, watching a lot of rugby, NFL, football, um, and obviously doing a lot of recording. So which is mostly taking up most of my time, man, to be honest with you. So other than that, not a whole ass of a lot. Oh, it seems to me then, sir, we are all caught up. Exactly. So we're here for Braden Barry at Stick Cozy Clothing, I think. I think we definitely should. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles at checkout. Oh, boys. Oh. Greatest ad forever. Hands down. Hands fucking.
Locking Down. But now it's time for your favourite segment of the week. It is my favourite segment of the week. Favourite second of the week, is it? I What's was that? hoping you were not going to pick up on that verbal 50, Of course, The 57th second? <laughs> the 47th, 42nd second? Always the 21. Always 21. The 21st. Second. Always the 21st second. Is that because of so solid crew? Or? Of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Forgot all about that. Brilliant. Isn't he an actor now, one of them? I have no idea what any I'm of pretty sure. Doing. I'm pretty sure he's in... I want to say he's in Top Boy? He's in something. Anyway, anyway. time for Callum's Treachings. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Callum is back! Once, I don't know why I did that. What's... That's the American, American thing, isn't it? Don't you go here. All right. Anyway, um, uh, uh, whatever they, I don't know. People don't, people clapping people's faces. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking anyway, know. I don't leave the house. You anymore. don't even go here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you're doing anyway. That's what I was trying to, I don't know if it was this. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, let's move on. Um, Jamie, what is Callum treating us this week? Deaf people who could suddenly hear wouldn't understand any languages. That's that's a really oh good God. Point. So is there no is there no Spanish or French like sign language words or is it all the same? I, I've never I've always wanted to learn. Weirdly, I mean, I've always it, wanted. To... I mean, it is, but they know it as a hand signal. They don't know it as how it verbally sounds. So they wouldn't have a fucking clue. That's mind blowing. I've never thought of it like that. Do you want? Do you reckon? Right. That German sign language is really aggressive. <laughs> and French sign language is really like. Really seductive. <laughs> yeah. And Italians are like. You're the Dindins. They're always very flamboyant. I think like French and Italian sign language would be very similar. I just want to know if Italian people say you want to go to Dindins. <laughs> and then obviously the Spanish would be very like, Ole! <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah, I've never thought of it like that. Oh, I love those creatures that blow our tiny minds. How yeah. do you ever think of these? How do people never really ever think of these things ever in life? It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Because you could have a conversation with someone your entire life who is deaf. They suddenly get these abilities to talk. You talk to them, they're like, I have no idea what you're saying right now. Even though you're using the exact same language, just in a different form. That's, oh, that's so weird. I'm amazingly able to understand Scousers. Oh, God, here we go. Um, anyway. Do you reckon, like, Australia, Australian sound language and Brummie sound language is, like, really slow? Oh, no, it's bad. There it is. <laughs> but because Australians always, they always talk up, don't they, at the end? They do. So do you reckon that it always makes them sound like questions? <laughs> All right, mate. Basically, it was down the road, okay? And we fucking had a little ding on the barbie. <laughs> the hands just go up. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you asking me or are you putting that on there or what? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, I can't fucking believe it's a fucking crocodile. 
<laughs> I need to try and find a compilation of like different different sign languages now. I need to know if there's any difference. I've got to know. Especially if there's Back an aggressive way. German one. <laughs> Wasn't that a Bandit movie? That's got to know. Um, sorry. Um, anyway, awful joke. Terrible. Sorry. Do apologise. Let's move on, shall we? Um, yes, let's move on. <laughs> oh, but we're the greatest region in the UK. Yeah, yes, because um, we are. <laughs> uh, what else? What? El- what else, JB? Is um, is Callum treating us uh, this week? It's kind of ridiculous. There aren't many playgrounds made for adults. Yeah, agreed. Going to Abs- Ryerson earlier. Absolutely, hundred percent. What will we have though? Will we have like mental slides? Oh yeah, it'd be amazing. But then again, um, I watched a video recently of a guy getting stuck in a water slide, and it made me never want to go on water slides ever again. <laughs> um, so the idea of being stuck in that tube, hell no. Um, so I, if I, if there were slides, I'd have them open topped. But then again, you might die. So Possibly. they'd have to probably be like proper U bent so that you don't fall back and fly out. And... I, I still think there is a missed business opportunity in the fact there is no such thing as like an adult wacky warehouse. Because we would lose our minds. Imagine going to a wacky warehouse, getting pissed of your mates and just going mental and going in one of them things. It'd be the best night out ever. Like, I'd gladiators like a, it. like a gladiator sort of arena. <laughs> Incredible. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. But I find whoever created the Helter Skelter is also mental. So the person yeah. who made the roundabout obviously made the Helter Skelter. <laughs> I just went, I just love things that go round. <laughs> oh, I really want to go on a slide that spins me round and round and round for ages. Yeah, that sounds great. And you've got to sit in a burlap sack before you can actually use it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I've never that's even weirder. That, yeah. Yeah. Do you the Irish created that? Well, that's all the potatoes. <laughs> right, sorry. But I, I don't get the idea of, oh, uh, if you want to use this playground, um, you have to sit in a potato sack. Sorry, what? If you want to go down this slide, you need to make sure that you're in a potato sack or a sack of some sort. You'd think in this day and age they would have modernised it as well, but they're like, no, you're sitting in a brown burlap sack. Yeah. No it's from 1990. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> but obviously potatoes come in, in brown bags now, so we've got to sit in that now, have we? Possibly. Hell, a scouter business is going out of business because there's no fucking sacks left. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just in plastic packaging. I mean, you did Maris Pipers were in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Helter Skelter World, sponsored by the King Edwards, Maris Pipers, <laughs> and boiled potatoes. Let's <laughs> go put your feet in a tin. Love it. Oh, God. You got oh. potatoes. Who eats potatoes in a tin? If anyone eats any veg out of a tin, weird. Yeah. Bag. I keep hearing that apparently boiled potatoes in my tin, done in an air fryer, are absolutely delicious, but I can't bring myself to try it because it's just... It's whoever, it's whoever was like, right, tell you what, David, what you want to make some more tin goods? Should we see how much we can ram in? Yeah, let's do an all-day breakfast. That... What? No. Let's do an all let's do an all day breakfast in a tin. Isn't an all day breakfast like gigantic? <laughs> How are you gonna fit oh we'll just, we'll just blend it? Fuck it, we'll blend it. That's, I've never tried it to find out, but I, I, I kinda wanna know, is it like layers or is it just like 
blitz together like dog food like how does it work like, this comes out in the, in the, in the spherical shape and just sits there <laughs> oh flick it like a, i don't know it's like oh we scored no but why are the sausages in beans and sausages so fucking lovely? Oh, I thought you were, were going to insult, insult beans and sausages and I'll sort of end of the show. But no, they're we're great. Okay. We're they're great. <laughs> like, but what are they made? Welcome to another not edition not, no, so, of Tom's Journal. No. But yeah, they are incredible. They're the first thing you get on your plate. You're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I say the best to last. Say the best to last, Jamie. Oh, yeah, that's how I, I, forgot you that's how I operate. Keris was like, because we had um, Mackey's yesterday and had the, the, have you had the Philly cheesesteak from Mackey's? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that is oh. some sort of, it's unbelievable. Um, but I always say it to last. I was just like, what's fucking wrong with you? It's the best bit. I was like, yeah, but I kind of want to lead up to it. But sometimes the issue is if I take too long to eat the chips, it goes cold. So I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. It's kind of just. That's why I always eat my Mackey chips first because they go cold within like 10 seconds of you opening them out of the bag. Because you breathe. (laughs) Yes. You're like Mr. Freeze. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and finally, Jamie, what else is Callum treating us this week? At what point on the leg does pubic hair become leg hair? Phenomenal. That is elite. That is elite. That is. It's like the sort of shit I'd come out of at the start of the show where you try and disown me. Uh... I mean, I love you. I really do. And don't take this the wrong way, but that's clever. <laughs> hey. Asking me why poo is brown, Jamie, is just is not clever. <laughs> it's a scientific question that I wanted an answer to, all right? But that is absolutely fucking brilliant. I reckon it's when it actually hits the leg. Hmm. So if it's anywhere in the hip region, that's pubes. And yes. if it goes below the ball bag, onto, so if we're talking below the leg, the, the joint, so we're talking when you get hits like your thighs and your hammies. I don't know why I'm your hamstrings, that'd be weird. Because I don't know, pubes and your hammies. That... <laughs> what are you doing, Tom? I'm just shaving, just shaving the back of my ass. Because that's when my pubes are growing for some reason. Um... <laughs> Maybe you get ass pubes, because you get ass pubes, don't you? So, or ass hair, but it's weird how it's called ass hair, but pubes at the front. So, why is it not just ass pubes? That's a good point. But I think it when it goes past the hip joint is when it becomes leg hair. Is it? Is there? Is there a different like density, like texture to the to the hair that could make the make it different? you can tell <laughs> from this pube, it's, <laughs> it's got a certain pissy taste to it but it's obviously quite long and very thin whereas leg hair is almost invisible and like a wafer <laughs> you know what i meant i couldn't forget to word it i was like no matter how i word this he's gonna jump on me and rip the piss out of me but i could, I could not forget to word what it can i say i'm a massive penis but like <laughs> uh, do you I get what i'm trying idea. to say though i mean yeah it's like pubes are quite coarse, aren't they? They're, they're a bit like beard hair. They're a bit coarse. So yeah, they're not... that's, yes, yeah. And that's what I said. The leg hair is quite, quite wafery, wavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. So maybe that's, maybe that's how you know the difference. But I'm still going for past the hip joint. Yeah, I'm joining you on that one. I think that's about right. So yeah. from the very top of the legs down. Yes, I'm going to go with that. I agree with that. I agree with you on that statement, sir. 
lovely stuff. Callum, thank you so much again for some stellar. That last one's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. Do we ever talk about things on this show and after to think, we just had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, but we've been doing this for 100 and this, this, just this show alone for 109 episodes. So, uh, 109 editions. So, yeah. So, yeah, I do. I do. I think nothing sorts of gets past us anymore. Do you know what I mean? Nothing seems to be like off limits anymore. Oh. So, um, but still, I know how to follow that. You do. Yeah. Tom Tom's journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. So, welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal, Jamie. Yes. Your 20s. I fell asleep backwards on the coffee table last night. Woke up just in time to run a 5K. Your 30s. I bought the wrong pillow. Put me in hospice. God, that is definitely fucking me lately, especially. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what the fuck you've done, but I hope they sort it out. Oh, you're telling me. When a baby on board sticker is a little faded and beat up, you know the kid's at least a year or two old now, so the car's safe to ram. Is <laughs> <laughs> there only when I had kids, like, and... Olivia, when I had Olivia, I really understood why they existed. Because obviously when I had kids with my previous partner, I never had a car. I never had to worry about it. I was always like, surely you don't want to bump into people anyway. So why are you telling people you've got a kid on board? Like, who really gives a fuck? Now I know it's for the emergency services to know. But before, I was like, I could not give a shit if you have a kid in your car. I'm still not going to bump into you. So why are you telling me, you weirdo? <laughs> It can survive now. It'll be fine. He's back, Jay. He's back. You listen to cool music every day, but you play Mambo number five one time and Spotify is like, your number one artist of the year is Lou Baker. We told him you want to meet him. We do. I've emailed him three times. Come on. Where stop now? Come on, I'm not going to stop. I'll never give up. First day as a museum tour guide. Kid. Um, How can we tell how old a dinosaur is? Me. Well, you must first ask yourself. Does that dinosaur have three asses? Kid. Uh, No. Right. Well, then we can rule the Triassic period. Fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> You've just scraped oh, the bottom on. off the barrel. There is no longer a bottom to that barrel. <laughs> I enjoyed that, so <laughs> get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another wooden ball! Would it kill the makers of avocados to put a different toy, like a mood ringer or a novelty eraser? Could you imagine? That may make me actually probably want to try and eat an avocado. But Avocados are great. See, I love guac, but I'd just avocado on its own, I can't. It's the same fucking thing? It's not. It's got additives and spices and shit in it. 
makes it nice. Okay. Some people would say they hate tomatoes but love ketchup. Yeah, Never understood it. Yeah. No. It's fucking called tomato ketchup. Yeah. Are you all right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hotels are like, it's, so it's 150 bucks a night uh, and you're staying two nights. So that brings a total to $947.43. <laughs> so painfully fucking true. I've never got that ever. No. no. I bought it an Airbnb, like I was saying, for Christmas for one night in London. I think it was like £115 for the night. Total came to 183. I was like, wait, what? Where'd the AT and tax and like, like London. I don't fucking know. That uh, cleaning and shit. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's nuts. Just include it in the price to start with, and then we've got no exactly. Here, but... Yeah, exactly. I was a bit like, oh, oh well, whatever. <laughs> Need somewhere to stay, and it's lush. It's like stunning. So I'm down. Do you know what? Right. Jamie, I fucking hate email Halloween parties because what do you mean it dresses a notch in the bedpost and she's dressed as a line in a song? <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. That took me way too long. Oh. <laughs> Another Fallout Boy reference. It's been a while. They're getting in here quite a lot, these are Panic at the Disco. They're getting, getting into these journal entries quite a lot. I'm just embarrassed how long it took me to click onto that. I say, Jay. Takes a bite of Pringle. Yes. Nods at date, then nods at waiter. We'll have the tube. <laughs> That's my kind of date. That is my <laughs> kind of level of class. I've right literally... There. Just bought two tubs because <laughs> they're they're cheapy cheapy in um, Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> you forgive me, I jumped. I jumped the line a little bit there. Have y'all ever had communion bread that was just so nasty? Like, I know we have to suffer as Christians, but do we really have whole wheat bread as the body of Christ? <laughs> My old church used Hawaiian bread. My standards are high. Some old housemates of mine were Syrian Orthodox. At their church, different members of the church took turns baking the bread that would be consecrated for the year, year whatever that says. This was all well and good until one woman baked raisin bread. This led to the memorable occasion of a father, flust of a rather flustered priest, who had not seen the bread until that moment, declaring, "This, except for the raisins, is the body of Christ. <laughs> except for the raisins, <laughs> raisins are just dried grapes, though, and wine is his blood. So really, it's like a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, except with Jesus." <laughs> Oh, press phenomenal. So in one room, shampoo, conditioner, and Jesus might be my favourite thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to follow on. Oh, with, Christ. With, with, with please, Christ something that himself. won't destroy me again. Oh, fuck. Jesus picks up bread. This is my body. 
Jesus picks up wine. This is my blood. Jesus picks up a guitar. This is how you remind me of what I'm... <laughs> oh. We all knew Chad Kroger was clearly the... Uh... Oh, yes. He is the man himself. He is the man himself. And finally, I'm going to end on the stupidest thing you're ever going to hear. Oh, God. Did you know that 63 Earths can fit inside Uranus. Well, one day I'll be mature enough to read this without laughing my ass off. <laughs> I was waiting for a butthole joke. I just knew the feeling it was coming. And that is another edition of Tom's Journal. Absolutely beautiful, sir. Oh, I hurt my neck so bad. Oh, <laughs> I threw my head back and I laughed. I was like, was that the two one condition about yeah, Jesus? Like, yeah. Crack my neck. Fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. We just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing, and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com Mr. Stevens. Me, 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 me. Jamie, 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 Jamie. Who is participation time? Participate, bitch, participate. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. I love these every week so much. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, though, how the fuck did this start? Because we haven't always done this. No idea. It <laughs> just sort of happened one week <laughs> anyway this week i said a few weeks ago we discussed just how damn sexy that birmingham accent is according to some americans so this week we ask you what are your favorite accents to hear and why well we all know it's the brummy one but but why i'll tell you mr stevens what are your favorite accents 
I do enjoy my home country. So Scottish is definitely one that I do enjoy. Um, even though it gets ridiculous. I do like an Irish accent. Um, but for me, it's Australia, New Zealand, right? Hands down, just absolutely love it. And I will always love it because it's just fucking great. It is absolutely wonderful. I, I, completely, I completely agree with Scottish. But it's it's a certain level. Like Same with Irish. They're great, but there's that level where it just goes a bit too much. Like I like a twang, like nice, beautiful twang. And then all of a sudden you go like Glasgow, where he's just like, I have no idea what the fuck you just said. That's what I'm, I'm not a fan anymore. I, I switch off. I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. But other than that, it's Canadian. I've I've had a love for Canada for years, so I just love me a Canadian accent. I really, really do. It's just beautiful. Let's get some of our wonderful listener answers. Mackenzie Kell, I love a male South African and Welsh. Now, I'm wondering if this is a South African accent and Welsh accents, or if this is some hybrid they've invented that I really want to hear. (laughs) No, I think that'd be awful. <laughs> so I'm awful. I'm guessing he means separately. <laughs> I'm gonna guess so, yes. <laughs> Melissa Daly says Northern Irish and Scottish. I'm gonna give you a, a little spoiler here. Scotland comes up a lot. Like there's a lot of love for the Scottish accent. It's cause it's because we're a great country, mate. I just don't sound like one, but I'm definitely from there, so <laughs> Ruby Goodwin says Southern American or if you're in this country a nice northern accent I can't stand a thick Irish accent it grates on me and I just don't know why I never thought anyone would say Southern American like (laughs) I don't know why just not an accent I thought people would love Nina Bryan Hewitson oddly enough I love the Russian accent hey yeah. Apparently so. There we are. Not something I'd probably admit right now, but <laughs> maybe just the accent, probably not the words that are being said. Uh, Tiffany Barrow, absolutely agree. The Welsh accent. I love a Welsh accent. I can't believe I missed that one. I was saying at the start. Graham White, I love South Indian accents. I could listen to them all day long. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Saskia Turner-Edwards says, New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's incredible. Former guest and friend of the show, Lisa Clemens. Scottish accent. See, it's again. It's back. Donna Stevens. Definitely the Welsh. It's dreamy, she says. See, But then there's Darren Stephen on the other hands. Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> Of course he does, because he fucking he is from he is Yorkshire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Mousy, I'm on board of you here, love. Finnish, Norwegian, and Spanish. Three great accents. Definitely great accents. John Johnstone, without a doubt, Southern Irish. Other than that, my own. <laughs> John, you don't have an accent, mate. He's lived in that many places. You know when some people move around, that often their accent is this weird hybrid. Yeah, he's one of them. He's lived in Birmingham, Western Supermare, Spain. He's all over the shop. <laughs> Sammy Bacon, Irish and Scottish. The Irish and the Scottish again. a lot of love here. Josh Clark, Canadian, 
and female scouse. Interesting. Okay. Interesting, yeah. Do you know what I thought would come up a lot more? I thought Geordie would have been here a lot more. I was really expecting Geordie, and I didn't get a single Geordie answer. I know for a fact my mom loves the Geordie accent, so she obviously didn't see this post because she would have been all over that. But yeah, I was expecting more Geordies. I'll give three more for you. We've got our good friend, Mally Malpass. I love my accent. Bristolian. I sound like a farmer and a pirate and with my drawn out R's and hard A's, it's curly. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenal. Gemma Williams says, Welsh and Australian. But the Welsh accent is my all-time favourite as it sounds like they're singing all the time. It kind of does. You think about it. I mean, I I mean, I live with one, so it's <laughs> doesn't sound that to me. <laughs> and she went, oh, sorry, I meant to say Brummy. I mean, to be my kid, and I can't talk. I'm from Dorset. My accent is awful. Come on, Gemma. Dorset accent isn't that bad. He says with a straight face. And last but not least, it's Robbie Williams. He says, to be honest. I quite like the twang of a country and western song. Yes, Robbie. I absolutely 100% agree with you. I fucking love that southern twang on a country and western song. It is wonderful. And therefore, that's what got my number one spot this week. Nice. I thought my dad might get there, to be honest. But yeah, that is a... Absolutely, star. Thank you, absolutely, everybody that participated in Jamie's challenge once again this week. Uh, it is graciously appreciated, and we always enjoy, always enjoy hearing what you have to say. So it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. But if you do enjoy Jamie's participation challenge, Tom's journal, Callum's teachings, uh, the absolute bollocks that we talk and the interview, then you'll enjoy the other 108 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast wherever you get your podcast from. It'd be Spotify, Google, Apple, Good Pods. I don't know, Heart FM, uh, BBC Radio 1, I don't know, wherever you get them from, you'll find them absolutely anywhere. Um, but we really, really implore you to come onto our YouTube at The Chronicles of Podcast. You could find all of our shows on there, all of our interviews are on there, all of our Bloodstock interviews for 2022 and 2023 are on there as well alongside our Sophie Lancaster vlogs from 2022 and 2023. Our Dublin Crust vlog is on there. Our hashtag WBW Wayback Wednesdays are on there, which are interviews from our previous channel. Um, And our 2000 Trees 2023 interviews are on there as well for you all to thoroughly enjoy. You can come on down to our Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you follow it. Make sure you share it. Make sure you like it. Make sure you gif it, meme it, whatever you need to do. Bop it, twist it, whatever. Uh, that would be absolutely amazing. And whilst I got confused by Bop It, Jamie, where else could you find us? Well, I'm just listening to the brand new Fangs Out EP, The Humour in Hell, because it's incredible and you'd be silly not to, quite frankly. Absolutely. Or on our Twitter slash X, or whatever the fact they call it these days now, at TCO Pod. And whilst you listen to Fangs Out's new EP, The Humour in Hell, and on our Twitter slash X, where else could you find us? Sitting on the swings at the park, spinning in a circle and spinning around, going, Whoop. you remember just Kylie how much your money was. Yeah, <laughs> or on our Instagram at TCO Pod. You can also find us on TikTok at TCO Pod, on LinkedIn at The Chronicles of Podcast, or come on down to our sexy little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all about us on there, all of our shows and episodes are on there, and all of our affiliations and sponsors are on there as well. So, 
just a quick recap. That's social, all the social medias at TCO pod and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Chronicles of podcast, hit the bell to get notified when new videos are released and comment to your heart's content. And now over to Jamie Westwood. Oh, my turn. Before we get out of here, let's say a massive thank you to a few of our friends. I'm going to add another one in this week. You heard him earlier giving us his wonderful treachins. But while you're subscribed to our podcast, make sure you're subscribed to the Jim Couple podcast. That's- our good friend Callum Treacher and his wonderful partner, Lucy, their brand new podcast. Follow them at that Jim Couple podcast on Instagram and all social medias and make sure you're subscribed now episode one is out now and of course we have to say a massive thank you to Mr Matt Roberts every single piece of music you hear on this show is brought to you by one man and that one man is Master Matt Roberts he's a wonderful singer songwriter go check out his latest single Rap Race go check out our theme song, Once in a Lifetime. He's got some incredible music on there, an incredible back catalogue, and we cannot recommend him enough. Superb music by a very talented individual. And speaking of a very talented musician, you have to head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app where our wonderful friend, Mr. Braden Barry, is giving you his wonderful Stay Cozy Clothing. You can get one of these wonderful hoodies that I'm wearing. That wonderful cap that Mr. Stevens is wearing right there. You can get a vinyl copy of his last album, Beneath the Roses. Whatever you like the look of, add it to your basket, enter that discount code to the Chronicles and get yourself 10% off your order. Could it get any easier? I think not. And while you're supporting Mr. Barry, make sure you are listening to all of his wonderful music at Say We Can Fly. Make sure you're following his Farlight movie series. It looks absolutely bloody incredible. Make sure you're keeping up with all of that on the social medias to see and and also find out how you can get involved in the process of making it. And last but not least, a massive thank you to our wonderful friends at the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. And I mean everywhere, because as I have said before, this is not a UK issue. This is a global issue. People like us, people like the members of Fangs Out, people who are out there just listening to heavier music, dressing the way they want to dress, presenting themselves in the world how they want to do so, are being treated differently. And it is unfair. It is unjust. And in the year 2023, it's quite ridiculous, quite frankly, that it's still happening. As I mentioned before, the hate crime survey that was commit- that was done throughout 2022, the results were released. And the one result I'm going to repeat, I'm going to repeat it every damn week because it is absolutely unbelievable. Of all the people that filled in, 80% of the participants experienced at least one form, at least one form of hate crime on a regular or occasional basis, simply because the music they listen to, the way they dressed, the way they presented themselves into the world. It is ridiculous and it's all based on simply because we listen to a different type of music. When you break it down, it's pretty bloody ridiculous. So help us help them. Head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com if you're unfamiliar with Sophie's story. Share it out into the world and make other people aware of Sophie's story and see what they can do to help. A massive thank you to everyone that's checked out our Bloodstock vlog from this year. It means the absolute world. We've received some very, very, very kind feedback. 
Thank you to all the bands that are part of it. Thank you to people from Bloodstock who are part of it. Just a massive thank you to everyone that had anything to do with it. It means the absolute world. And last but not least, massive thank you to this handsome devil right over here. While we're on the subject, make sure you come down to Subside in Birmingham on Wednesday, the 22nd of November for our for the Chronicles of Podcast Live 2, uh, which is a completely free entry. It starts at 5 a.m., 5 p.m. even, not 5 a.m. Don't fucking get there that early. Jesus Christ, it's been a long day. Um, but we have music from Second Second Cities, Tooth and Dagger, Dead Happy, and Recall the Remains headlining. It's going to be an unbelievable night. Uh, in association linking with the University of Birmingham's Metal Society as well. So come on down, Subside, Wednesday, 22nd November uh, from 5pm. It'd be great to have you all there. And Wood's going to plug the shit out of it. You're going to get sick of hearing about it, but I don't give a shit. Uh, but Jamie, another absolutely superb edition in the bag. Another superb edition indeed, my friend. Great, great fun. Yeah, Ben, Mikey, thank you so much for coming on the show and taking the time out to chat about Fangs Out. Uh, all the best with the EP. Uh, it's incredible, and I hope people are checking it out right now. But as for this week, we'll see you all next week for the chronicles of MC Lars and Schaefer, the Dark Lord. Oh, yeah, baby. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!